0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling WrestlingObserver Live every day. And also check out your boys,
1: Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny Omega. We're
2: listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys
1: know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here with me, I have Rich Lada. What's going on, man?
0: Chilling, man. Just um, you know, been playing Call of Duty all weekend, the the beta, and shooting people and getting shot, and you know, um, watching a lot of people scramble on Twitter and um, just you know, same old. But uh, there was G one <laughs> this weekend, and um, there was uh, you know, I I, I had a fun weekend. So, uh, what's up with you, man? Um,
1: not too much. Uh, I. I went to Shine last night. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you asked me if I was going the last second. I was like, I don't know how you thought I was going, but I am not. Uh, <laughs> like, I am still shook of of the vid. Um, I, well, How many times have I seen you since, uh, since the pandemic? Like, three times in person? Like, yeah, probably like three. Maybe yeah. four at the most. Yeah, guess how much I've seen all my other friends. Um, I don't know. Less than that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um but anyway uh yeah man i um i caught up on uh stardom i end up cramming uh, in three shows and uh i'm sleep deprived but like what else is new um but yeah i i you know i i am staying away from g1 for now uh rich actually watched night one of the g1 he'll give you uh his thoughts on it um, later in the show, I will then pull off my headphones and then like just be out on the, uh, uh, for that segment. That's Rich's segment, like Rich Rich's G One segment will, will be very similar to my starting segment. Except I said I, I had absolutely <laughs> nothing to add to his G One segment. Um, I'll, I'll start watching G One once uh, the Grand Prix is done on Saturday. Um, like I just don't want to too much wrestling. Like I still even finish uh, when we do Thursdays midweek show when we preview um, this weekend with um, Extreme Rules. In with uh, the Grand Prix Final. I'll have to watch three more shows to uh, by the time um, to catch up to it, because the third show, uh, or the last, the penultimate show, is on, I believe, Wednesday. So, yeah. yeah um, but yeah uh, anyway, uh, I guess let's get to it. Like, there's a lot of stuff uh, that happened in the world of wrestling. Um, some stuff we actually missed. Like, last week during the show, um, we we do you know before this we do when we do a call before we do the show we talk about what's going to be on the show and we mentioned Big E being the becoming the WWE champion and it slipped our minds I don't know why but it slipped our minds out of everything else but uh yeah I guess that's where we start um Big E is the world champion or the WWE champion um very happy for him uh quite frankly like it's something that probably should have happened a while ago it's something that we clamor for wondering like why isn't this happening uh, me and Rich for years. i talked about how the new day and the kind of merch uh, machines they've been for years. And if anybody else would move merch like them, one of them three would have been world would have been a world champion, WWE champion. It happened with Kofi, uh, mostly because of the circumstances of the uh, the gauntlet he was in. He got super hot, and Daniel Bryan was with it. Um, but Biggie was somebody we thought like had legs as being someone that could fit the mold of what this man has wanted out of his champions. He's a big, he's a big gigantic person, wide as hell. The height might be an issue for him, but like he has charisma, he has the talk, he has the weird haircut, he has the the larger life uh, personality. Just something that he was, he should have. That we thought he was, he was almost like something that could have happened for him years ago, and we thought maybe it it passed him. So I'm happy that it happened. Um, And I I wonder where this goes. Like I, you know, I'm going to check out the uh, raw. Probably tomorrow to see what happened with the uh, the the New Day versus the Usos and Roman and that triple threat match that they're gonna do, or they turn it into a Roman and Biggie and Lashy later. But I had for to do. Um, they're like this is like you know this and Bianca are like the two like best shining rays or any rays I hope in the company of the, uh, this year to be quite honest with you. So um, i more like say is I'm happy for them. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Rich? Yeah,
0: man, Um I figured uh, I remember saying uh, the night that he won the money in the bank, I figured that he would win it. Um, I didn't think this was a situation where they would embarrass him or take it off of him like an Otis or someone like that. Um, I think the cash in the execution absolutely sucked. Um you know, rolling up on the, the baby face and Bobby Lashley as far as, uh, or excuse me, as a baby face on Bobby Lashley while he's injured with the bad leg. Um, I would have preferred him, him <clears throat> to call out, you know, in advance for a match, but uh, they're in Hot Shot city right now. So uh, almost anything's on the table right now. Personally, I'm very happy for Big E to actually, win the title. um, I think the execution of it could have been better. Um, I think they still are protecting Lashley to to a degree. They have a lot to show me with Big E because just a couple months ago, he was on the pre-show or last month um, at SummerSlam. And I don't know what necessarily has changed about his booking, except that he has the the title at this point. Um, I am thinking – I've, I've never moved off the point that he needs to change something about himself. And I think a lot of people are taking a victory lap saying he didn't have to change in order to win the title. But I want to remind people that titles are fake. Um, the <laughs> like, like, I think the status is more important than the title. Are you a top star? Are you someone that's going to endure like at the top level? Because Big E largely as a single is untested. Um uh as a tag team, he's an all-time tag team wrestler in that company and I think, you know, they've got to have opponents lined up for him. Uh it's happening in football season, so that never really inspires confidence because they, you know, how they get down with what they try to roll out there because they're just trying to buy time to get to Royal Rumble season, it seems like most times. Um I hope that he has a Phenomenal rain and blows all of my concerns out of the water, but they got me with the Kofi Kingston one. They're not going to get me again. I'm keeping them at arm's length. And like I said, personally, happy for Biggie. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Love pouring out from all corners of the wrestling community. Um, and I think that he is someone that is a, uh, you know, if, if you are thinking about uh, – a success story in WWE it's Big E. He could have been a world champion in 2016. Honestly, um, it sucks that they had to wait until he was 35 years old. And if I sound like I'm bringing a lot of this stuff up right now, when I should just be in pure jubilation celebration mode, this is what they've done. Like I'm I'm making sure no one forgets. Like it didn't have to be this way. It could have been earlier. um, so I think that Biggie like build the show around him. Really give him give him a shot as a top star and see uh, because he is short, like you mentioned, James. And
1: Well, the- when I say short, I mean like are you are you shorter than Vince McMahon? Because that's what that's what short <clears throat> is. Like if you if you are below six foot one, he thinks of you as short.
0: Yeah. So Um, it's going to depend on the heels. They got lined up. They've got Lashley sitting there, but there's Goldberg lurking around There's Saudi Arabia. There's a lot of factors and there's like a survivor series that they're going to have to figure out coming soon. So, um, I don't know, man, I, I personally would have liked more, um, you know, in the lead into him getting actually heat him up before he wins.
1: Um, but you know, yeah. That's what they do. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I saw a bunch of people saying that, well, there have been people that were complaining about um it not being long form storytelling for me is like, it's raw. I don't give a fuck about uh long form storytelling on raw. Just have it be something that no one gives a fuck about. Um <laughs> and then the people that, that saw that were playing were replying saying like well, he has been feuding with Roman and annoying Roman and been around. Roman. I was like, wait, so your defense is that he was annoying the champion on, on, on the A show and decided to leave it to go to the B show as opposed to like challenging for the A show, A show title. That doesn't make That's, much sense. That makes like, no sense. That makes no sense to me. But I'm also with y'all on the part where it's like, who gives a fuck about long form storytelling raw fucking sucks. Save it with anything. So, um, I was, I was, a, I was a, in a, in a, in a, you know, in the middle, typically like usual, I guess when it comes to like the discourse going on, on, you know, far on on the sp- in, uh, opposite ends of the spectrum, but um, I want to double back to something. And you said this before. Um, so when you say that like Big E needs to change something to make it work, do you think that Big E actually needs to change something, or do you think that like he needs to change something so that Vince won't pull the plug on it?
0: Um, I think a little bit of both, um, because I just feel like he's been. Set in a role for so long as not a top star, like just flipping the switch, like is like unless you're like, uh, like, like he's been in the new day since 2014, largely being yeah. the same character, making the same overall contributions to the show. Mm-hmm. If that's on top of the show, I'm sorry, I don't want to see that as the as the main eventer. Like, like I need another layer. I need like you know the passion i need Mm -hmm. like something like Mm -hmm. and you know there's always a threat of vince pulling the plug on shit like look what he did to bianca like (laughs) so (laughs) like everything could be going well it don't it don't fucking matter like
1: right i'm just i just for me i'm wondering like i think that big e if he were in any other promotion wouldn't have to change nothing it would just be on top and hmm. like obviously it would be able to show more of his personality they would they would take tra- take more care and and protect him as a baby face but this is a heat company so it's like even if they didn't i feel like almost if they didn't make him angry big e like vengeful big e after be after something happens to like one of the, uh, one of his uh boys in new day like i think i think that that he would still be uh at risk of getting screwed with because Vince is just like Vince at this point, like Vince, right. like Vince can fuck up a cup of coffee. We talk about it all the time. Like it, it like I almost feel like, like I, I know what I know what Tony Khan would do with him. Like I know what Rossi O'Gall would do with him. I know what Ghetto before uh, before the pandemic would have done with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I know what MLW. I, I mean, I know what um, MLW would have done with him. I know what Ring of Honor would have done with him. I know what like uh, NWA would have done with him. I know what Impact would have done with him. It's just there's one fucking product one Booker in particular that can't remember what the fuck he did the week before is the only one that will fuck this up. So it's like I kind of think like you're. So I was wondering like if you felt like he needs to change for the sake of uh, appealing more towards Vince, who ultimately is the only person that matters because he'll fucking he'll, he'll 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 change it. Or do you think he needs to change it for the actual audience that already buys in and believes in him to at least some degree? So that's what I was wondering. That's all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that he's got a unique opportunity to maybe prove something to someone that is skeptical. Like maybe he doesn't have to change anything. It would be uh, against like a It'd lot of refreshing. history. It, it would be against a lot of history yeah. that, that shows that like, hey, there needs to be some type of transition. Like we can we can talk about you know. I can pull up Kenny Omega in New Japan and talk about what Kenny Omega was, you know, as a junior heavyweight and then Uh as a a intercontinental champion and then what he was as the IWGP champion, per se. Like, those are all different kind of people. But Big E, I, I don't know. And I don't trust the booking around him to to bring that out. Um, so I think it's up to him. Like he's gonna have to show us, and you know I believe in him. Like yeah. I I think he can do it. Like if there was the the challenges, like th- hey you you need to show something else. I think he can show something else, right? But I don't, I'm concerned that he doesn't
1: want to. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and, and that's kind of the thing. Like I don't know anyone that's doubting that dude. If you give him the opportunity to, to like to say everything with his full chest and like it wouldn't work because like we've seen it for six fucking seven fucking years already to, uh, you know, at a certain level to like, I, I, you know, I think, you know, you're right. So, um, you're right to the extent, like maybe, maybe he might be starting to say, I'm going to just be, you know what I've been. And that's enough. Like, but I, I think, I think he has, a, I think he has levels and I think he, I think he'll rise to the occasion. But it, it like it says, it comes down to what the fuck that crazy guy is going to do. So, um, but yeah, like happy and you know, interested to see these matches. I can't wait for Drew McIntyre him and have Drew McIntyre to have a match. That's gonna be fucking fun. That's gonna be fun whenever they do do it. Um Two like if he can hold the boys. belt that long. Yeah, if he can hold on to the belt, like that I'm telling you, like that Lashley, that um that McIntyre and that Roman Reigns combination, if he can get the Survivor series, like that's gonna be fun. Like, at least the match will be fun, like who knows what they come up with. They might have him do an obstacle course like he had Bianca do an obstacle course obstacle of course but either but either way like keep the big him, matches will big match and it'll be fun keep him
0: away from Jackson Riker. keep him gender. away from gender keep him away from cross keep him away from any other various stiffs that they have yeah. um lurking around Monday night raw it, yeah so um, I even
1: look I don't even it, it's co- look you know how people say uh, like a college team um, is about to head to you know their big rival game and the week before you're like oh they're upset al- their trap game upset alert hey uh you see them sirens uh you see them them red sirens turning uh we need to be on we need to be on corbin alert true corbin, might, true. corbin all of a sudden like yeah what what is what is he doing? In, you know what is he doing on the red brand? Right. I, the My draft man. is in for a couple more weeks. Yeah, I've started early. I'm I'm here to stop all per, all, all all of all of the love. I'm ready yep. to squash it. So yep. be careful, Boy. please. I, I really hope this one works. Like I you know I was very at the start like off rip just like I was not finicky buy into the Kovey thing like because you know but like I'm I yeah, I have more reason for optimism with Biggie. He fits more of the things that that um. That Vince likes, so um, so you know, uh, I, I hope it works out, and I can't wait to see what what he um what they have for him uh come this pay per view because I don't think it's a, he has a match out yet, but um, I'm sure it's gonna be like Lashley probably. Somewhere. Yeah, I, I'd assume it's a rematch or something. Yeah, with Lashley, um,
0: and, and that'll tell us a lot too, like yeah. how they book that match because like, I yeah yeah I, it, it will go a long way. Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. yeah, they need to figure something out like
1: quick. All right, so um, uh, what's next? I noticed two other things Im- important. Uh, where, where do you want to oh, go? Going with... hard. Okay, we're gonna say that we're gonna say, we're gonna say the the, the shit for last. Okay, I see, I see, I see you. I appreciate no, that. Tra- tra- trying yeah. to uplift. Um, you know, <laughs> you have to give me the particular details, but uh, because I don't know the full details, but I know the gist. So uh, if you want to go um, expand on it uh, more than I would. Um, yeah. Or do you want me to set you up for it?
0: Um,
1: I am looking for the
0: actual news story. So, okay. Uh, but yeah. So, AEW and the Owen Hart Foundation are creating a new tournament and new merchandise as part of a deal, like basically, like where it AW's going to like shepherd the legacy of Owen Hart and this is in conjunction with Martha Hart which is very unique because if there's anybody that's on some fuck Vince McMahon forever shit it's her and she has every right to be um so this basically will Include uh, production and distribution of unique and original merchandise like action figures, apparel, posters and other collectibles and inclusion in the upcoming AW video game. Um, The tournament that they're going to have is going to be the Owen Hart Cup um, and the the trophy is going to be called the Owen and. They basically are um, like, if you guys don't know about the Owen Hart Foundation, his wife started it in the year 2000. Um, it's a nonprofit and it provides global aid to at risk communities with scholarships, housing, food drives, backpack giveaways, and more. Uh, Owen Hart, uh, Martha put out a press release. Uh, she was like, she was extremely, extremely pleased to partner with AW in this wonderful joint venture to honor Owen's substantial international wrestling career. And la- I like how they worded that by the way. Um, and the lasting influence he and his uh, his craft has had in the sport. AW's Owen Hart Cup Tournament serves as a tremendous tribute to Owen and provides an incredible way for professional wrestling enthusiasts to celebrate his work in a most fitting way. We trust that Tony Khan and his amazing AW team will do a brilliant job with this highly anticipated project. This OHF slash AW partnership is my special gift to all of Owen's magnificent loyal fans who forever remember him and in inspiring in uh, his expiring repertoire of talents.
1: Okay, so... I mean, that's a lot of stuff, but um, the main thing is the likeness and images and merchandising on Hart is going to AEW, and it'll be the first time in a very long... I don't think he had a PWT, did He He may have yeah. had some stuff. Yes, yeah, she, she, she worked yeah. with Pro Wrestling Tees on a couple
0: of shirts and... She was on the Jericho podcast before, and then she did Dark Side of the Ring with Owen right. Hart, like last year or something. And yeah. then
1: I couldn't watch it because um, that was also the same. That was like an episode, like either after or like a couple weeks after uh, the Benoit one. And like the Benoit eighty one just devastated me. So and. I, I want to fucking cry, <laughs> but uh, but no. Nah, so I I just I didn't have the emotional headspace to like want to watch more depressing, sad shit that made me super sad. Um, Owen, Owen's one of the best heels I ever saw. Uh, like, I wonder, and I hated his guts when he when we were younger because he was such a dick to Brett and I couldn't understand it, and I was getting worked. Uh, very similar to Ric Flair with me when I was young. Very similar to uh, Jericho when I was young. Um, I wonder um everybody speaks glowingly of him obviously no one no one really speaks uh glowingly of the dead like i would say that like i don't like the stories people have like mick foley and him talking about who can out cheap them way uh through a road trip that doesn't sound as endearing to me as it does other people but uh (laughs) but uh yeah like owen was a great worker owen was an innovator to an extent owen owen like helped influence a style that like we see today, like he's definitely like he made professional wrestling as a whole for Western fans better. Um and, you know, obviously Vince, you know, had was up and down and hot and cold with him over the years. Uh you know, and a lot of had to play with like, you know, whatever was happening with Brett at the time or what was happening with sometimes the Bulldog and Anvil was a fuck up in different times. But um Owen always seemed like a super solid guy from the stuff that I've heard of uh the nineties stuff. So um, you know for me I think it's really cool to see someone that was that beloved and that kind of uh, and, and somebody that like a lot of people like took pieces from and added to their game over the uh, over the decades that like this person is you know their legacy is um, while short it could still be uh, shown and like and showcased and like I, I'm interested to see what the tournament entails like if this turns in some, like, their version of, like, I don't know, like, some some uh single, ter- some version of, like, a best of uh, Super J Cup or whatever, um, that'd be cool as hell. Uh, but, you know, bringing in a bunch of international talent, like, people from unsigned from WWE, or, not WWE, you know, AEW coming in or whatever else, like, that'd be cool as hell. So, we'll see what they do with it. I- I'm interested to see what they do. Uh, it's another case of, like, AEW, like, you know, they treat their legends well. They treat pro wrestling like very well. Like I remember, um, a lot of people were or not a, lot, a few people have talked about like since CM Punk came back and talked about how you know the Ring of Honor uh, promo when he talked about like I left professional wrestling 2000 I think it was 2009 or 2008 or whatever year it was 2005 2005 I thought it was 2005 I was like that sound no sound cl- uh, close enough. yeah I forgot he was there waiting for uh Brian but. Um, when he said that, like a lot of people were like, "What is that difference between professional wrestling and sports entertainment?" And like, I mean, not that much to be quite honest with you, in my opinion. Like, but a lot of it is, comes down to like Vincent Vincent Man and WWE like being insulated from the rest of the world. Like, when someone dies in professional wrestling and around the world at a certain at a certain level is going to pick it up, mention it in passing, or at least put up a graphic. Like, not saying that WWE's wrong for this, I don't think they're wrong for this, but when Hannah Kimura died, AEW on the very next show put up a graphic for her and then talked about her. Right? And me and you talked about on the show, like, she was somebody that seemingly was destined to come over here. She was already, she, she spoke better English than most, than I think pretty much any other person on the starting roster or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that WWE is wrong for not doing this. I'm not saying, it. I'm just saying it's a philosophy and there was no doubt in anyone's mind that like she wasn't going to be put up there. Not saying that WWE is at fault or is a bad guy for not doing it. That's just not what they do. Like it's philosophy. Like if you were for WWE, then yeah, she would have been up there, but she's, she's a part of the wrestling world, not sports entertainment. And um, you know, a lot of times Vince, get, Vince and Vince's lackeys do the sports entertainment thing. And it's really just a cop out just to use that excuse to do whatever wacky thing they want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but like that is difference. Like, are you a part of this network, this, uh, fraternity, sorority, whatever you want to say, uh, this club or this, this network clubhouses, uh, this, this, this group of people, this network, or are you not? And WWE had said no, and that don't necessarily fault them for it because they didn't want anybody because it was a business decision to do this. Right. And, but this is when people say that kind of stuff, this is how it manifests. And like Owen, you know, with Martha and Owen and, you know, the lawsuit and the settlement, all that kind of stuff, like, he was he was never going to be in WWE Hall of Fame no matter how many fans wanted it or whatever else and like that was Martha's decision and that and that's how she wanted to handle it and I don't really see a problem with that, um, but I think that Owen being able to like you know be people to see glimpses of his career that maybe maybe not were familiar with or people that are younger since there's a lot of young fans in AEW get to see like there's some stuff this dude could, uh, was able to do and was doing you know ahead, kind of ahead of his time like so i think that's really cool um yeah man i um
0: i think this is great and this is um from someone that i was a huge Owen Hart fan like the first like real match that i and i mentioned this i uh, remember the 19 year anniversary i did a segment um on Owen Hart and it was a solo show i did and the fir- like the first real professional wrestling match that I watched a whole bunch of times was Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart in February '96. Um, I just had the hot box, and then you know, just it played a million times, so I got to see it all the time, and I thought it was phenomenal. And um, you know. It was- you know he was he was a big part of my youth as a wrestling fan, and you know obviously the tragedy of his death. And uh, I was someone that watched the dark side of the ring and figured after all those years, eventually Martha would break. Um, we can't forget about Mark Henry showing up to the WWE Hall of Fame and he was crying, and said, um, you know, it, it, and that felt weird because we all knew that Martha wasn't having that shit, and it was like this. This pressure, like it was like, did someone put him up to say this? Like there was a lot that was going on there um, And I'm happy, like um, Mark Henry is probably some somewhere going to be involved in this, uh, I would think, in the future. Um, but I think um, the, you know, watching the dark side of the ring gave me a whole new perspective on Martha Hart and the narrative that was um, surrounding her. It was like she hated wrestling and she hated um, the fans and all this other stuff. And that she would basically, you know, like she was this mad woman who essentially was keeping um, uh, keeping this man's legacy in death when she couldn't have him in life and all this other stuff. But... She was someone that loved and supported Owen Hart, loved wrestling, but hated WWE, hated Vince McMahon, hated their negligence that led to the death of her husband, the love of her life. Um, And as far as I know, like, I don't know if she's remarried or anything, but that's not really important either. But his what's come out of it is the Owen Hart Foundation. And seeing her in that press release be so glowingly happy about this new custodian of history that, you know, these people that, and it, it goes with the CM Punk thing, these people that you thought were like done with wrestling, like they're just showing up in AW and like, this is H is just showing that AEW is like really where the culture of wrestling is. And I think, um, you know, I saw a lot of, disgusting stuff, quite frankly, on Twitter today. And, um, I, I was quite frankly, like, you know, I, I see it all like on the timeline, like, and and I expect, um, the worst and I saw the worst, uh, quite frankly. And, um, I think people need to readjust their lives, find out what's really bothering them and get fucked, stay fucked, um, if, if they're upset with this. Um, Owen Hart, like, I, I, you know, I don't care who honors them. Like, <laughs> um, but the fact that is going to get to do it, they have the vote of confidence from the family. For me, that's the most important thing. Um, you can always watch an Owen Hart match on the WWE Network if it bothers you that bad. Um, I, I didn't expect, you know, the the... The, some of the stuff I saw on Twitter, like, you know, the company that was responsible for his death should be the only one allowed to celebrate him. I I didn't expect that today, but um, I saw a lot of garbage. And I think, you know, people just need to, like I said, reevaluate, find out what's wrong on the inside, because I, I think the, the legacy and the celebration of, of Owen Hart is a lot bigger than the wrestling war. Um, but it's also a um an illustration of the philosophies as James you know talked about and also like just like it's going to make people confront what WWE's actual role is in this and they don't like it. And Martha Hart talked about the fucking thing that was on you know his harness. It was like a clip like a sailing clip. And I had never seen or heard that version of it. She has she showed the damn clip, and I'm like, how is that supposed to hold a 220-pound man? Um, it was absolutely negligence. It was a murder scene, a crime scene. The show should have been stopped. Uh, for me, it's one of the darkest moments in the history of professional wrestling. I'm shocked that um, so much of the Hart family has continued to, uh, you know, associate with WWE but you know that I know that's the game like that was the only game in town like and th- it was a lot of pride swallowing, I imagine going on with that and you know you guys all know about the Hart family stories like some of the families fractured broken up behind this uh, I believe Brett and Martha had problems over the years a lot because Brett was just insisting that uh, she let them celebrate him but now there's another option and she seems happy to celebrate his new Japan run. She seems happy to to celebrate his international career and stampede and, uh, everything else. And I think it's a great thing. Um, and you know, that people are going to be able to seek these other things of Owen that they may not have seen. Um, there's a great Owen Hart Jushin Thunder Liger match. Uh, that's on, I believe it's on new Japan world. Um, you guys should check it out. Um, but yeah i just wanted to talk about a little bit about the trash um and not really name too much about it but um i that kind of hung around
1: the announcement today and it, and it
0: was sad to see quite frankly
1: yeah um you know me like i personally i don't like when AEW throws shots at WWE cuz like i i kind of want to get like as soon as we get past like this stupid shit where fans are m- tribing up about their professional wrestling promotion, like, the, the better. Um, I just want to watch people have, I just want to watch like, compelling characters, like, try to beat each other the fuck up. Like, I don't really care about um, all this other stuff around it. Like, if you want, you know, you- if Christian wants to throw shots and and, you know, uh, make the developmental joke line or whatever else, like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but like, for me, I just, I'm just over it. So, like, I'll just roll my eyes and just move on with the rest of the show, but for me, like, to see some of the people, like, say stuff about, like... <sighs> they need to sue AEW. Yeah, it's like, I don't... They need to sue AEW. Um, Martha is, like, messing up his legacy uh, you know, like, she, she, she doesn't really care about Owen, cause she got paid, like, six million dollars, and that's when I, I saw a tweet, or one of y'all sent me in the, um, thing, and that's when I was like, alright, enough, like, I literally added that person, found him, clicked on it, quote tweeted, what the fuck is wrong with you, and tweeted, like, I was, I was, um, I was disgusted by that one, like, um, I just, I just, you know, but anyway, like, you know, happy to have Owen like, you know, represented in a certain, in, in some kind of way. Um, and like people be able to see him that like probably never saw him before or in saw a certain, and see him in different lights than he ever was. Like that is was talent as hell. So, um, you know, uh, I don't really have much more to say than that, but other than say, like, I, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, interested to see what the merch looks like and all that kind of stuff. Like, in fact, wait, I think, um, wasn't it one Christmas night? Buy you, uh, that Owen Hart WWE DVD? Yep. One, yep, you know, Christmas you yeah yeah yep. yeah like I mean like when you were talking about I made me think of it when you were talking about um how much a fan you were his I remember that that's why I bought you that but yeah like um real uh, just happy just happy like biggie on it was, this is a pretty good week man it really was
0: yeah um I want the 1994 through 1996 slick back uh hair on in the video game I don't want the crew cut one like I want the 1994 through 1996 with the with the big knee pads with the other knee pad underneath and, and the shiny black, uh, you know, patent leather boots and the slick back and, you know, the the, the, the slammies and, you know, the cast, however you want to do that. Uh, King of the Ring 94, I need the pink singlet as, a, as an option uh, in the video game. Um, so I saw a lot of people talking about, you know, Owen Hart never worked for AEW and all this other stuff. Well, perhaps today he could have been if it weren't for WWE's negligence.
1: Yeah. So I guess, uh, move on to the next topic of discussion. Um, we'll get to the dark side of the ring and all of the, um, bad stuff from the plane ride from hell that a lot of people, um, were either, um, relearning or learning for the first time. And a lot of people, uh, were disgusted and rightfully so, um, When I heard about the plane ride from hell in Ric Flair, I had heard that he flashed he was naked in the um, in the robe and he flashed uh, the flight attendants, which is bad enough. I did not know that he sexually assaulted somebody. Yeah, um, he's since come out on
0: Twitter earlier tonight and denied it ever happened, but I watched that show and um, Heidi Doyle was the lady's name and the way she told it, where she wasn't even... It wasn't like she was sad or angry. She was just kind of like, yeah, this is what, what went on. And this didn't sound like a lady that was coming out here uh, doing some make-believe. Like, um, obviously, she, she took a settlement back in the day. So, I don't know. That kind of puts puts us puts me, at least, in a weird place on how to deal with that. I'm like, all right, there was... Uh, either some, there was some type of concession made, there was some type of, you know, she's never going to get that back as far as like, you know, her dignity being played with, um, from Ric Flair, um, should that, you know, have, have been the case there and everything else that happened on the plane. And it was, it was just like, man, a lot of people that we like. Obviously, the culture of wrestling is a lot different now than it was then, but it's not that different. Um, And these are all stories that I was familiar with, knew of, uh, read in books. WWE is glorified in some cases. Uh, As recently as a couple years ago with ESPN and the 30 for 30 stuff, uh, they were making cartoon reenactments of this stuff. James, I don't know if you remember that.
1: I remember, the, you know, it used to do Storytime. Uh, it it was, was just like that. It was another, you know, um, another one of those great things that's on the network that, like, it's like, why is everything on the network so good, but, like, but this man's creative so bad? Um, yeah, like, they would do different stories. One of the stories was, like, he, uh, I believe this was a different Plane ride story, the one on um, on um, story time. but um, either way, there has been tons of stories of Ric Flair like pulling his dick out on on people plenty of them so like I, hell i want to say a couple months ago i talked about a story where um it was uh it was um rick flair with jim ross and they were in the back in limo with like two or three women and he decides to pull his dick out and the woman freak out and got the car and then jim ross like what the fuck and he said jim i gotta tell you um if you had not been here you I, I if you had not been here there was like a a certain percentage percent chance that like uh something good was finna go down but you being there fucked up the, fucked up the vibe like nah man you pull out your dick fucked up the vibe like don't do that to people <laughs> like um it, you know in, in the in the in um the lady her name is sandy doyle right heidi doyle heidi doyle sandy doyle's i think that's an actress or, or a character from a tv show but um heidi doyle like whether or not you believe Hottie uh, Doyle don't really matter once you have Tommy Dreamer go ba- fucking confirm the story, and then say it was okay because it was Ric Flair and Ric Flair was being Ric Flair. Like I don't I don't know what it is Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and and like. In, in penises. I don't know what I to make them wanna act out they out they damn mind or whatever else. Like, you know, it's Ric Flair and it, first off your name is Eric Fleer, but whatever. It's Ric Flair and then there's the Nature Boy and then like there's Terry and then there's Hulk Hogan and like for some reason like the Nature Boy and and Hulk Hogan like have play play weird penis games. I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Or I, I don't know like it's weird man it's weird
0: look i ain't never heard no stories about bret hart whipping his meat out at nobody
1: i hope not at this point who knows look who knows bro it's the look the wrestlers wrestlers were were doing some terrible fucked up stuff um i'm not gonna get into the back talk or the the back and forth about culture and people were going and killing uh undertaker about you know a couple the interview he did a few months ago maybe a year ago talking about like all these, you know, all these, you know, I miss when you know these dudes had guns and knives and whatever else. These dudes playing video man. games, whatever. It's like, look, man, because quite frankly, speaking out was just a year ago. autumn them video game nerds will rape you too. So, like, I don't. So, like, no. don't, don't, don't act like this is some. Um, and this, and what's what changed my perspective on all of this stuff uh, as far as generations getting better, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, uh, maybe they have, but like they're still terrible people. It was I remember reading an article? Or essay from somebody that said, uh, and and the headline was, "I've been raped by nicer men than you." Um, and it, it was, it went down talking about like, you know, like people that know, like people that know how to play nice guys, pretend that or whatever else, or maybe really are nice guys and polite and all that kind of stuff, and then we will fucking date rape you and get away with it because look at rape statistics. So, like, and I and you know, for prosecution, you know, from the amount that happened compared to prosecutions, compared to arrests, compared to convictions, compared to time served, like it is embarrassingly low. So embarrassingly low. So like we gotta stop doing this. Like keep your fucking hands to yourself.
0: Yeah. The, I mean the, the,
1: this the, is this is I like I I know I'm sounding like I'm doing the rant thing or whatever, but like I'm not trying to. This is fucking obvious. Keep your hands to yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, or I me mean, for
1: keep your dick to yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Tommy Dreamer um, equating his ponytail to people being offended like I'm like dog like you gotta go and time out for a little bit like it's like did you know the camera was on like did you see the red light so it's like if the answer was yes nothing like that should have came out but like who did he think he was talking to who did he think he was like I'm Tommy Dreamer I'm untouchable
1: what (laughs) He was holding. He was upholding the fraternity. He's he was protecting look, the institution. That is Rick look, Flair, but it's like look, Rick Flair don't need that kind of protection. Look, you you remember
0: all, what Lesser Freeman used to say? The job will not save you. Like <laughs> the job did not save you, Tommy Dreamer.
1: Yeah. Um. So, like, I didn't see his apology. I didn't read it. Whatever. Hopefully, he he has a he he has or has um. On the path towards a, a realization that like that shit ain't cool and you and you protecting them whatever ain't cool like you know like I think it's easy for me because me and rich we've had this conversation with like when someone pulls a racism like bro just because I know you and you pull a racism does not mean I will come save you most likely I w- most likely I'd be like yeah he should have done that shit and moved on and then like move on from there because like I ain't I ain't here to defend you you a grown <laughs> fucking adult you're here to, to defend, defend yourself, yourself. right. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like it, it. Like you know, and you know, if I ever get myself in some shit where I say say the wrong thing on a podcast, whatever else, and it blows up, whatever else, I will hope. uh, Or let me phrase that: I would hope that uh, people do not feel the need to defend me or whatever else that know me or whatever else. Like it, that doesn't serve any purpose. Like I know this person speaks this character. the only the character we're concerned with. It's the words the person said. Mm-hmm. like when people talk about you know worrying about whether or not someone's heart is racing like nah bro we you know we're kind of past that you i don't know. care about the heart we're not i'm know. not really here about like what's in this person's soul like i th- th- like you could be perfectly fine and still be you know a, a, a unwinning participant in in institutional racism and all the structures beyond that like we're past that so like when we're talking we, about like a don't care about your ra- bones ra- right so when we talk about <laughs> right there's not a racist vote in my body so when we talk about like you know rape culture and all that kind of stuff Tommy Dreamer going to bat for him after he saw what he fucking saw as it was cool to just you know, as Ric Flair fucking around in front of a bunch of guys like, nah, bro, that shit was foul. And you knew it was foul. And you fucking need to defend it because you knew it was foul.
0: Yikes. Um, Ric Flair is going to have to um, atone for this. I think his uh, his future, his AW future is probably likely not going to happen, um, at least in the near future, uh, until something happens. But um, that'd be a really bad look, shit, because he's been hanging around AW. there has been pictures coming out. Him and Sting were backstage. They got look, a show. I mean, look, we knew that was his destination, likely. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I would say like it ain't gonna happen. Don't need to be happening at this point after this shit comes out. And um, quite frankly, Ric Flair has done a lot of stuff. To where he shouldn't have been, he shouldn't be on anyone's TV anyway. This is an isolated incident, like you like we mentioned before. Like there is a lot of stuff in a lot of these wrestlers' past that is not good for business. Yet they keep bringing wrestler these wrestlers with these past around because they can pop a rating.
0: And yeah, pop a rating, and some people really don't think it's
1: that bad, right? Because they don't care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Up next, um, transitioning into happier things. um, AEW Dynamite. Think about real
1: quick, real quick. Think about Big E, WWE champion. Think about Owen Hart, the on the Owen tournament and trophy. Think about like getting to uh, AEW Grand Slam. Arthur Ashe week. Think about the the first, the start of the G one. Then think about like. The start of the matches we watch. All of that positivity. And then the fucking valley of sadness that was Ric Flair uh you know molesting somebody. Like, or not mol- or sexually assaulting somebody that's a, is a more appropriate uh um definition of what happened. Like, yeah, so just I mean, what was it like two months ago we were talking about Ric Flair eating pussy on the train? A degenerate. All jokes. A degenerate. A degenerate. Let's, yeah. so let, let's, let, let's get so let's get ourselves out of the valley and back to the fun stuff
2: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150 then place a $5 wager on any sport you'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprise New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: AEW. AEW, Dynamite, Grand Slam, biggest show in company history. Over 18,000 plus sold. I think creeping up on 19,000 sold. Two shows, both two hours next week. Um, this is the biggest show in his in company history. Um, it's going to be biggest match, obviously. We got a nine title match between Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. I guess we can start there. Um, very excited for this. Uh, Brian Danielson, not when the moment he came in the company at all out, uh, made a beeline to the ring, and there was one guy waiting for him to do with the belt. Uh, big time dream match brian dawson comes fresh off of uh main event and uh WrestleMania. what's going on chargio uh in the chat um but yeah man i think this is going to be an excellent match understatement um obviously like these are my two favorite wrestlers and um this is a treat for me so i'm 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 interested to see, see uh what you think about this one james
1: yeah um excited for the match um I mean quite frankly uh I mean outside of matches that aren't even announced and I'm not even promising to necessarily get just assume it's gonna happen like I don't see a match that I more anticipate the rest of this year um for, um, you know, I'm I'm concerned. It makes me question like, where are we going to get as far as like a, a time limit? Where are we going to get as far as like commercial breaks? You know what have you? But um, Daniel Bryan outside of WWE because it's been so long is intriguing. Kenny Omega when he needs to have a a gigantic big match is as sure as bet as just about anyone in the world. Um, so you know they're going to have the match and it's going to be really fun. It's going to be great. Um, it's almost a guarantee. It's going to be great barring some type of weird freak injury or whatever else. And um, it's going to be fun. I'm just concerned though, like how much time they're going to have with uh TV and, and commercial breaks and all that kind of stuff. That's really it. Like, um, I I've seen people say that like, they don't get why they're doing this. And I also have my concern for, or not concerned, but kind of like, uh, you know, backseat booking, kind of like, Hey bro, y'all kind of already sold the house. Uh, for for other Ash, like y'all could have got another house out of this match, but you know that's you know, but that, that's you know, n- neither here nor there. I guess at this point, like they're gonna do it, and that's really cool. Um, and that, you know, um, and you know, the whole entire show seems it feels like a pay per view, but it's gonna be on TV. Um, between the uh, the four hours of Dynamite and Rampage this Weekend, that's that's really be, it's gonna be really cool. And this is all coming
0: in the heels of it being after, um, all out. And I yeah. think that um, this, I'm trying to see like what the best finish for this would be. Like uh, personally, I don't think Kenny should be losing another match uh, to set up another title match. I'm in favor of the draw here, um, and tell him, hey, go have a five star draw, whatever you got to do. And um, I, you know, whether it's Kenny's in the submission at the end, um, whether there's like a, a one wing angel happening and. Um, Kenny's like, I could have beat him. Uh, however you want to do it, um, I think those are both viable ways to uh, get to another match. And I think that uh, everyone's going to be really happy here.
1: I, I got one for you. Um, what What's the length of uh, non-title matches in AEW? Is it 20 minutes? It's 20, but they may have to open it up to uh, at least 30. But I, I got I got one for you. They're going to do the no-time limit? They're going to go 20 minutes? They're going to say, give us more time. They're going to go. They're going to start hot and have some of the best wrestling you'll ever see in your life. And then they both going to fall and collapse. And then the ref has to call it. They're they going to do, it. they're going to do, like, Rich, you had said, you had said, back in June, when yes. Shuri and Tommy had, had one of the three best matches of the year that I've seen, when they did that fucking thing, you were like, what happens if that, if, 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 I can see that coming over to the says so like, bro, don't don't speak that shit into existence. Well, we're going to see, if this shit happens, I'm going to show up on um, on Thursday, on the midweek show, I'm, I'm going to say, Rich, I fucking told you, you should never say that shit, you should have <laughs> mentioned it, they won't ever bring up startups after, uh, except for uh, small little points you it's your fault you did this they how many times we got to say that tony uh do we have to point out that tony khan obviously be listening to everybody else that does podcast he that man that man uh
0: he might be be in the chat right now
1: this man's uh podcast catcher gotta be hell like this man must be listening to like all everything. all the stuff everything. That's got to be so. What,
0: what speed do you think Tony Khan listens to his podcast? Three, on?
1: <laughs> three, <laughs> three flat. That man is doing. He's he's he out here listening to that shit while working out. While when I put the shit to three, I got to strain to understand everything that's happening. Yeah. Good, uh, but yeah, man. In it, 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 uh great, all just great aside, promo
0: last week. Yes. Uh, yes. Kenny like had this look in his eye like. Where he dropped like the the facade of uh, of the heel champion that he had, and it was just like more like a prideful thing, I think it was just like, yo know, like the belt's not being challenged, like my pride is being challenged right now. um and Brian just you know, let him know like, yo, he call uh, your piece of shit, and you know, it one day is gonna be about the belt, but for now, I you know, I want to see the best belt machine. I want to see it, and then it was just like. One word can he use, which is Brian's word, ironically, yes. So yeah. uh, I, I don't think they could have done any better than that. And I'm looking forward to next week. I yeah, w- wonder what kind of gear Brian shows up. Next week. Up. It's in two days. Excuse me. Two days. Very happy. Um, What else we got on the show? Uh, we got the women's title match. Britt Baker against Ruby Soho for the women's world title. Uh, this is heated up in a heartbeat. Uh, there was a pretty well received promo segment uh, from Friday. They've been in uh, some six woman tag. Uh, Ruby, of course, won the uh, casino battle royal, and I think they kind of um, they they fell into something with her because you know the, the every program has been man. Bridge just getting you know cheered overwhelmingly, and then you know it's amazing what happens when you got an actual babyface. People want to get behind, and I think that's you know. I don't think it's going away because obviously people want to cheer for Brit, mm-hmm. but the dynamics are a little bit better now, um, with Ruby in this spot. Um, so what do you think is going to happen here?
1: I think that, uh, Brit is going to continue is going to win uh, probably with, you know, with some help from Jamie and, in uh, rebel. And, um, now because she does his rebel, not Reba. Now I think it's Reba, <laughs> but, uh, but with, with help between those two goons, uh, she'll retain the title, give uh, Ruby some bail, and then you know she can build back. Um, I think that you know we talked about the the Brit thing, and, and you know she, they, she's over as a baby face. But what got her over was her heel work, so they're just keeping her as a heel. Um, so she's she's like she gets to do everything that got her loved. Um, I think it kind of. I think it hurts the uh, some of the other wrestlers like uh, that can't really talk for themselves that well uh, due to character uh, constr- character limits or because of uh, that's not their la- native language they speak. But um, you know, like bringing her in and getting her getting her there and um, bringing in Ruby and bringing and bringing her into like face uh, uh, Brit. Like I think that's a really big thing for Brit because um, like you know. In a big match, uh, when everything's you know, tech or you know walk through and all that kind of stuff, like she's a lot better than like trying to um, improv some stuff on the fly. Seemingly, um, like, I like her big matches more, or pay per view matches or whatever you want to call them more than like her TV matches. Uh, so aside from the freaking um, uh, Thunder Rosa match, but that's a special circumstance. Like, mm-hmm. um, so. I'm interested to see what they do. I'm interested to see what, how um, her and Ruby, um, whatever story they have to tell in the ring. And um, I'm I'm just happy. Like, I, I feel almost in a way that promo, even though I detested uh, the stuff that they had um, Ruby say, like, I'm not, I'm really not a fan of, of babyface slut-shaming women. I'm just not. Uh, but, I mean, this even goes back to when we were talking about with uh, Nikki Bella and, and um, uh, Ronda Rousey back in 2018. Like, it just, nah, like, that's not the way, um, but, um, you know, I think for me, uh, it, it was successful, the crowd ate it up, so, like, we'll, we'll go from there, and we'll see, um, what leg she has after this, and how she can build back towards it, because that's the real, that's the real, uh, fun for for Ferubi, um, like, I'm interested to see, like, her with Riho and, um, Statlander, you
0: know, um, Ruby talks about being a runaway and um, all that. Well, the, the Britt Baker runaway train title reign continues here. Um, she's about to walk through uh, Ruby and, and continue this because if I had someone as hot as Britt Baker, I wouldn't be cutting this off in four months.
1: Yeah, especially when there's uh, Thunder Rosa still um, at play. Like, you got to get to that match first before you start talking about um – um. Taking the butt off her for any reason, and even after that, like unless somebody steps into the plate, like I think Thunder Rosa could. Like I don't think there's no, I don't think there's really a reason to take her off the title unless it's to expand the division to where you can have your champion and you can have Britt doing something cool with someone else, like a Jamie Hater or Thunder Rosa or Sheeta or Nyla again. You, you you get my drift. Like yeah. a- actually have a non-title feud. Um, a program built up for pay per views or whatever. else. like, I think that's what Brit's role should be after she, whenever she come, does come off the title. But I don't think, I don't think the time is anytime soon. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I think you know, I think this is gonna be a big match, uh, especially for Ruby, because like, this is a big match for career. I think so? Because she 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 ran it with Rhonda before on Raw, in the main event. Okay. If it's not the biggest match of, of her career, it's the most important. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, maybe um, I, I'm probably phrasing it wrong, but yeah, this is the most important because like she's one of those people. Like you watch NXT, you watch NXT on take. Uh, you know the, couple, the one uh, one or two times she was on take, or you'd be like, she's likable. She has something she could wrestle, and you know, like just was miss you know miss. Cast in a, in a weird role and it didn't really work out that well at the beginning. Um, and you know she got one shot and it didn't really work out the way that that um you would hope. And it wasn't really much about her, so it was like you know let's see some of these people when they get you know get another shot as opposed to like you make one mistake and you're fucking done. Um, <laughs> to an extent. So, um, yeah, I'd
0: encourage people to check out her uh, interview with Jericho. She just sounds so happy. Oh, yeah. Um, now, yeah, so. Um, I think that, I'll check it out. I think that she's got like, she's got some going with the theme song for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think she's, I, I'm interested to see like, can she break out match wise? Cause like the Jane Hitter match. Oh, oh, it wasn't all that. And, yeah. um, you know, so this, this is the time. Like,
1: yeah, she's got to show the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. That's, that's really just like this is this is a stage for she shows up, she shows up show up, and you and you look around, and you're like, Okay, now you have two um now you now you're adding to uh, the roster. Like I think she's already there as far as the women's division. Like she like even if this let's say this is mashed tanks, I think she still um, is somebody that needs to be at the top of that division. But um they, but if this works out in a certain way, you can kind of it 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 changes her trajectory. Mm-hmm. Like it raises her ceiling a lot more, or not a lot more, but more. Um, So, hope it works out. Um, So, next match, uh, we got
0: Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. The return uh, of Cody. Uh, Obviously, we had angle last week. Uh, Malachi Black makes his entrance and asks for everybody in the House of Black to rise. Um, James, I would listen to your to your review um, with Imp. And you let you know everyone know that you rose the fuck up uh, in your house, so that that was pretty cool. James is rising the fuck up right now. Uh, for those of you guys that are live in the chat, he stood up. But um, you know, we he he immediately spotted somebody that was not rising up, and uh, it was Rosario Dawson of all people, uh, a woman that has been fine since he got game. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she has some association with cody i think in the go big show she had a nightmare family jacket on which i can just feel floyd o- floyd johnson smiling all the way from oklahoma um so cody getting popcorn or something i don't know why he was over there but he runs down with a red clown suit on
1: um, That's a- <laughs> Look, looking that's like unfair. That's unfair. Like you could have said he was out here looking like Jalen Rose or or who also had a red. Was it uh, Malone or was it Charles or was it Charles Bright that had the red suit at the draft? I don't remember. I'll maybe Google
0: Hakeem me. Hakeem Olajuwon. Maybe
1: I know Jalen Rose had a red suit, and I know one of the one of them Hall of Fame first yeah. ballot uh, four, power fours had a one. I got. I just got to figure out which one it yeah. was. But yes, but yeah, like.
0: Yeah, man came out there in the clown suit. You ain't you
1: ain't have, you, you know? have to call you ain't got to call a clown suit. Yeah. I don't
0: you know. You know you see they were trying to illustrate hell. So Cody had the red on to go with the black that Alistair Black had on or Malachi Black had on. So it was so symbolism. You so you know it, it was symbolism. You know he was coming back from the dead. You know, uh, but they have a really good brawl um crowd is a lot more positive on cody than they had been um and we got the match next week um so 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 what you what you got man like malachi versus cody
1: oh um they should have their full-fledged match that works off of what they've done brawling each other in that match they had and at the end um malachi black should win Like I'm sure they can still have I'm sure they can still have an entertaining match and Cody wins, but what happens the next What happens the next day if Cody wins? Like Cody just goes back to being Cody in the mid card because he set himself up to be a mid carder, and then Malachi Black like l- loses steam and then what?
0: I don't know, man. Um, I. I think Cody could send a strong message uh, if they have him lose this match. However, it tend to keep him strong um, in, in certain ways. Like if you're not of a certain caliber, um, like he'll at least go 50, 50 with him. Um, like he won't like Agogo was in retrospect was never going to beat him. QT was never going to really beat him, but all the other like, times he's lost to people I figure like it's not it's not this tragedy if he if he wins Um, like I feel like people are alluding to but this this is perhaps the most even more of an interesting finish than uh, Omega and Danielson for me just just seeing like where someone goes like because Cody could easily go back after the TNT title I know Sammy Guevara's got his eyes on it but Cody always is a threat for that and you know, he's making himself like this Cena like person. So, <laughs> and, you know, he loves wearing the flag and all this shit. So, um, they could easily tap into that. But I don't know. That feels boring. Pass a old hat. Um, I think is exciting. I think he's got, um, a really exciting entrance that people are getting into. And he's just got a, got a, a vibe and an aura about him that even he didn't have in NXT. Um, I think he's at a career peak right now. Um, I think he is, I, like, I know Like like both of the champions are heels right now, so in theory there's not really anywhere higher for Malachi Black to go. So I, I don't know. I think it can go either way. I'm not upset with either result, but I would think Malachi Black would be the more fan-pleasing result.
1: Yeah, and you said that um, the aura that he has is different from even NXT. You know what the aura is? He will what? fuck you up. <laughs> he's a fucking mur- like He's literally like stalking prey and, and chasing it down and murdering it. Um, It has been really fun. Um, it, I think the thing, the thing for me is like, alright, you start booking out these pay-per-views or big shows eventually and, and how to put people into the mix and it's like, alright, he loses to Cody here. I'm sure you could I'm sure you can reba- rebound from that, but like why do you need to rebound? Like Cody Co- like Cody loses tomorrow or Cody loses on on Wednesday, is anybody going to look different to Cody? I don't think so. Like um and I just think personally like it makes more sense to give his first loss or whatever else, uh, Malachi, to, like, a babyface that could use it or a babyface that, like... um, Or on a big show, at least. And obviously, this is a big show, but it's, like... He's only been here since, like, July. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're saying, like, he could be, like... You could use him in, like like, that Rusev mode from, like, or, like, the... Like a gatekeeping heel, like he could be like if you, you or like a have a feud cha-
0: first challenger for somebody and then like he's never been beaten,
1: so it's like man, what's the new champion gonna do that, with this fucking guy? That or like let's say you know I'm not saying this happened, but like put out man when when um when Adam Page comes back, put him with put him with Malachi. You want to you want to get him ready for Kenny Omega? Um, by next interview or, or, or I, I what interview, whatever you want to say, put them together.
0: I think a lot of people just want to shoot Adam Page directly at Kenny Omega. So, like, I think that would upset a lot of people, but it would be the best thing for him.
1: Right! It it'll be literally set on the path where, like, you know, he is having a top-of-the-card feud that doesn't involve the Elite. And it's on his own, and it's on his own... Uh, I don't want to say on his own because he's great, but um, I, I guess I'm guessing, like, we get to see like what he has as far as his character, as far as what he has, and his quote unquote soul, as uh, uh pro, in pro wrestling, kayfabe speak. Like there is not a lot that's answer with that. It's still, even though, like we know he, you know, he he, he can't be a dependable friend when it's called upon, like with the um with the dark order. But like, what I don't know what I don't know what kind of heart he has. I still to this day don't know what kind of heart he has. Is he a like? Is he a fucking shrinking violet that still is like drinking to cope with? with like failure and doesn't know how to get off his ass and fight for his stuff. Or there is he a person that like, can can only do that when like his friends coax him into doing it, which is what happened. on um, when he, uh, in that match that they, he lost and got taken off TV it was like, come on Adam Thomas to stop, you know, stop being depressed. He was like, okay, whatever. It's like, I
2: don't
1: <laughs> like I, that does not like when people talk about how he's emo, or whatever else. Like, I, I don't, th- I, I don't think of that as like an endearing trait necessarily. It's like you lost. A lot of people lose. They get off their ass and figure out another way. Start training harder, you know. Train harder, they, sacrifice, change yourself. Like that is most character arcs in most movies for heroes. They get their ass kicked, and then they go they go back to the lab, learn something, grow, and then and then achieve after that, or sacrifice something to then get what they wanted. Why are or people learn something like, none of that happens why, with Adam Page. Why are they acting like they've never seen Rocky Three? <laughs> Well, look, Rocky Three has that except for the part where, like, the, the story with, during the match when he's saying the second match with Lang is like, all right, you gotta tra- retrain for speed because uh, you, were just, you, you were just because you were just you were slow and you were just a a goon, a goon, right? And then like, and then and then the match, what he does is like he does rope a dope, which means like, bro, like you got you could have. You didn't train for getting a stronger jaw. You trained for speed. You, like he knocked your ass out. Like how did the rope do work this time? He, he would have not, your jaw didn't get no better. You didn't work on that. You just got faster. And, you, and then like you beat him by not even using your speed. You beat him by t- enduring the punishment that you couldn't take in the first one. Whatever. Don't give me sorry no Rocky. Don't give me sorry Rocky. But anyway, like I just, I, I just, I think that he needs one more thing to kind of get, to, to, to get him to then you're like undoubtedly let's do it with, with kenny omega take the fucking belt off and put it on hangman but like everybody's like just do it now it's like nah bro, cn punk and daniel bryan are here what the fuck are you talking
0: about like there, there are money matches uh lined up chief like there's there's money to be made there are matches to be had big ones yeah um like, yeah. i think
1: people have wwe brain uh like a ptsd of like the main eventer, the WrestleMania uh, part timers like take people's spots, and then like becomes again musical musical chairs. People are afraid that like Adam Cole is gonna be left like left out in the in the uh, in the cold and, and with a thin uh, with a thin jacket in the in the Chicago winter. That ain't gonna happen to him. But I w- But in the meantime, in between time, just like everybody else in his roster is not in the title picture. You got to come up with something compelling to do because you need to be on this on this card. So like, if you beat Cody here with with Malachi Black he can immediately be at, that can immediately be the, the number 2 or the some main event um of a pay-per-view him and, him and um Malachi Black uh page Malachi Black so like i just think that like the room for Malachi Black here like he could be so much more valuable with the win here than if he loses here
2: mhm
0: um Diogo says uh thinking about it would be cool if this time they have a competitive match but have Cody try to cheat and then still fail to beat Malachi, leading to a Cody heel turn. Um, I don't think Cody wants to turn heel, and for me, if you turn him heel, he goes higher up the card.
1: Um, <laughs> evil, evil. It don't quite.
0: This, it don't quite compute. This man, because, trying,
1: to, this man trying to drop roots on Cody. This man wishing you know. for the worst. Nah, don't. Nah, don't <laughs> turn don't heel. Quite, don't get hot. I want you. I want you. It, it no, don't quite. I want you, know, you in the mid card.
0: You know. Stay, do what you're doing. Do what you want to do right now. You want to be beloved. You want to act like Cena. Go ahead.
1: Floyd like, gonna get you. Floyd gonna get you. Floyd gonna get you. I mean, Actually, Floyd, he like, said that, like, not me.
0: Look, he may go higher. He wouldn't go much higher, but <laughs> he'd go higher. Um But what else we got on the show? Um Oh, we've got MJF. Um, MJF, a man who's been a just on a highlight reel level run coming out of All Out, uh, taking on Brian Pillman Jr. And um, this has been heated up uh, with a couple different segments, especially the one in Cincinnati. Uh, the New Jersey you know, beat down, essentially, that MJF did last week was great. Uh, and this is a big match for Pillman Jr., too. This is like something um, they obviously see a lot of potential in him. I think he's grown leaps and bounds just this calendar year. Huh. Last year, if you would ask me about Pill Mow, I'd be like, eh. Um, I think he has a great like kind of like underdog everyman quality about him. Like he's not the most athletic guy. He's got he's got a lot of scrappiness and heart working for him, right? Uh, a lot of deceptive speed and, and so, so he's
1: white. So he's white. <laughs> So he's like are you talking a about a are you talking about professional wrestling or a white wide receiver in the NFL? Like
0: like I think a lot of the audience can see themselves in him, you know. Um Is he is, is he like a coach in the ring? He's like a coach in the ring. Uh, you know, he's he's a coach's son, you know, a famous wrestler's son. It, oh, it all kind of, you know, ties in together right
1: there. But um uh, in a story as old as time, the oh real quick, that man, he said he's college educated and he cleans up, but don't don't mistake it. Like he may clean up nice, but he is still a Cincinnati boy. And I thought to myself, you have a mullet. You do not, you have not cleaned up nice. What are you talking about? <laughs> but go ahead, Rich. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um, MJF and uh, Pillman, a story as old as time, a man like from a privileged background versus a, someone that is quote unquote come up, through the muck, um, boxing. Yeah, so uh, this should be pretty good. I think uh, MJF is gonna come to work because he realizes, like, yo, um, there's no, there's no made star. I am the made star now. So this is going to be uh, my turn to really bust my ass and, and show, like, that I'm not someone that to be forgotten either. Uh, With all these people, um, this could be easily heating him up for a Brian Danielson or a CM Punk, uh, down the road or shortly down the road. And he's, I obviously like, I think, I think the world of MJF, I think he's a prodigy. I think he is, um, he's he's next, quite frankly. Like, he's another another person that's on that list that he's next, like, like he owned (laughs) it, like, like on life, um, and. I, I think this is a good uh, showcase match for him. Uh, I think he wins. Uh, what do you
1: yeah. think? Man? Yeah, he has to win. Like, I mean, this is to get. This is mostly to get his heat back after you know finally dropping one to Jericho after a fourth try. Um, and you know, I you know uh, Imp mentioned this and I agree. Uh, last week when I did his uh, show about like he is tearing into these uh, these local crowds in Cincinnati and in New Jersey. To get his heat back after losing the Jericho. And I'm like, yeah, and it's worked. And it's been and it's been a lot of fun. Um, so so yeah, like I am I'm, I'm he has to win. Like, there's a reason why they did the Jericho thing. I'm sorry, did the Pillman thing in Cincinnati. It was to it was a you know, find a role for Brian Pillman as a baby face that you like, but when it comes down to it, he's you know, you you might like them, but not all the baby faces. Be levels going. below. <laughs> yeah, but they're, but they're not every baby face like you can believe in is going to come through, which makes it more. Which makes you then appreciate the ones that do eventually. Mm-hmm. So like you know that's you know Dante Martin Brian Pillman like they're in that role right now, of being like baby face that you like, and they come on the card or they come on the show and you're happy to see them, but they're gonna eat a lot. They're gonna eat pins. It happens. Like, that's the, that is the role of professional wrestling. Not everybody can win, not everybody can lose. There are people you like and people you hate, and some are going to win, some are going to lose, and some are going to win more and should win more than others. And, you know, eventually, you know, over time, things will change. People will level up, people will level down, but it's professional wrestling, as opposed to, like, just a gigantic mishmash of, like, you don't know what's going to happen week to week, and it won't make sense from week to week at all.
0: Um, uh, there was a interview recently where Tony Khan was talking about how highly, how high he was on Dante Martin. And he said he thinks he's going to get his, his breakthrough win sometime soon. Um, the AW Full Gear location was revealed it was going to be in Minneapolis. So that's actually Ugh. Dante Martin's hometown. So, um, uh, that's a uh, something to keep an eye on if that, uh, goes forward. But, uh, last, uh, match on here, um, is Darby Allen and Sting be taking on FTR. Um, Darby Allen and Sean Spears had a had a solid match. Once again, Sean Spears him and Spears get wrestles Guevara and he wrestles uh Darby Allen and it comes out, you know, it it comes out better than you think, I think. Um I think that um Darby in getting into this, obviously this is like they heated this up like in a flash in an instant, uh, kind of to get Sting on there with Darby. Needed a spot. Uh, I don't think you can do this show without Darby Allen on it. Um, I think this should be a blast. FTR is going to have a blast bumping for Sting. Um, <laughs> that's a I, I would have thought that this might have been the place for Ric Flair up until last Friday uh, to eventually <laughs> appear. But that's not the case. Uh, I've got Darby and Sting, of course, because why have FTR win right now i mean unless you're gonna set them up the loser brothers sometime soon i don't think this necessarily would play into the tag team rankings um this is kind of like your your all-star collection match and um uh, it would be really cool for sting to be in front of that many people been a long time
1: yeah um i i would have sting and darby win um obviously sting or darby has to win with coffin drop um but if they wanted to, they could um, then get some heat on some more heat on sting like they did uh, last week, which is I thought was cool because it's the first time in a long time that sting anyone got heat on sting. Um, they rubbed the paint off the boys. That's a declaration right. of war. Right, right, right. Um, I thought it was a nice. I thought it was a very nice touch. Um, ultimately, like if they if they beat if if you wanted to, you could have FTR win here. So then they have a rematch and then like Sting and Darby win there. But you know, if you want, that, that depends on how you want to handle your television going the next few weeks or whatever else, but, uh, or a month or whatever, out or whatever. But, um, you know, either way, like the main thing is the main thing, like you said, like get Darby on the card. Um, and I think it'll be fun either way. Yeah. But that's your, on um, Wednesday show, uh, Friday, of course they have, um, CM Punk
0: and Will Hobbs, um, announce. I think that's going to be a interesting match. I don't know, uh, bell to bell wise, work rate wise, uh, how that one's going to do, but it is CM Punk's first match on television back in seven years. I think it is probably going to draw a great rating. Um, also I think, uh, Dynamite's Grand Slam is going to smoke raw in a pack this week. Um, the, as far as the Hobbs and Punk thing, um, this is a big spot for Will Hobbs, biggest match of his life. How, how, do, you, yeah. how do you think he's going to do? <laughs>
1: I think he's going to do well. I th- I think that if they lean into what um, Christian in and, and Hobbs did, it's not necessarily the same exact story, but like a similar thing of like, he's dominant, he's big, he's powerful, he's strong. And Sam and Punk has to figure out a way how to overcome that. Um, and eventually, and win by and overcome it at the end I, and tell a nice story in like eight, 8 minutes or so something like that then like perfect That's a perfect story for it um yeah I not don't, i don't need i don't need them going 13 14 15 minutes so
0: yeah um Sam always been good against big guys uh, i remember matches that he's had against obviously Brock Lesnar ryback like <laughs> the ryback uh also
1: the ryback matches were good
0: also uh mark henry on tv a couple times um undertaker so- He's a big man. That counts. Undertaker. Yep. So, um, if anyone can figure it out, it's him. Uh, I hope Punk has like figured his gear situation out uh, <laughs> to another ex- another degree. He needs to break out some some new shit of the pants. Like, I don't know. They're all right, but eh, I don't know. Um,
1: well, but- okay. So a lot of, pe- of a couple people we know, uh, or we had a discussion talking about like you know maybe he didn't have his legs underneath him. Maybe uh-huh. the legs were scrawny, so he's hiding them. Yeah, like, I'm not saying he's just like that picture you sent me, with Jerry Lawler, from the other day, where like it looks like <laughs> that man looks like you know an egg with with straws holding him up. But yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, maybe you know, maybe over time he'll bring those back out once he feels more confident in his legs, and maybe he has some ta- maybe he has some tattoos. He's like, I don't know about this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, man. Um, so. Also, we've got um, John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki uh, will be taking on Lance Archer, or excuse me, I knew Lance Art. Yes, Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki will be taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in a lights out match. It's a lights out match.
1: Yes. When did that get added? Uh, On Rampage. No, no, no. Like when did that stipulation get added? I don't remember that at first. They put. They said that on Rampage. Okay, so um, I guess I just must have missed that part. I only saw the announcement for the match. I didn't know it was a step. That should be a blast. Yep. Um that should be a blast. That should be I don't, really good. What I'm concerned on is I don't know how their camera crew and their camera director is going to be able to uh, direct traffic because like, they didn't do a good job when they were balling at the end of Dynamite. So, Or not, at end of Rampage. So... Hopefully they'll get some things in order. Hopefully, um, you know Archer and um, Archer and, and Nakazawa and, and Suzuki and um, Moxley and Kingsey can all like sit down and say this is where we're going, and like you know give them an idea. If they say do it on the fly, it could be it could be a problem with camera direction. Um, so so <laughs> hopefully they'll get that shit figured out though, because like those four together going to all sorts of parts in that building, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, if it's me, I'm
0: getting as many different unique shots of the building uh, as I as can possible. in
1: this man. And this
0: helps them to do the, yeah. to do so. And I think that this is going to rule. This is going to be like like Suzuki's going to be in New York. Eddie Cairnson is, is coming home in New York. He's going to be over like who knows. Um, and, and this is a clever way to beat somebody um, without accounting really. So uh, it being a lights out match, so um, we've got the Super Click, uh, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole will be taking on uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, Christian like decided to come in with the flamethrowers. Talking about Adam Cole, after Cole like laid the challenge down, Cole obviously had his debut against Frank Kazarian. Solid match there. Big big reaction for Adam Cole. Uh, there's a there's a part in BTE where they catch Cole right uh at the go position before he goes out and he turns around like y'all hear this shit like like uh, y'all hear that pop and um i think that was that was really cool to, yeah. to see him how happy he was new ring gear looks great new
1: new jacket um well he should have known he was gonna be over in the tri-state area how many takers has he been in at, bro. uh, in brooklyn where he would where he was fucking popular as hell like he shouldn't They're be surprised
0: bro- there were there is a list of most over guys I've ever seen in person in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Adam Cole is on that list. Like in NAC or Brooklyn, like Or New uh, York, you know, shouldn't it shouldn't yeah, be called New Brooklyn York. Five. They called it New York Day year, whatever the yeah. fuck. New York like Adam Cole, like is on that list of
1: most over people I've ever seen in my life. Um that lets you know how great that match was, where like he's that over and then like they wrestle that match by the end, everyone's fucking ecstatic for Johnny Carcano in that
0: match. Yeah, Um it, it was crazy in the in the, in the upper sections. So I sat on the last row of the Barclays Center. Very unique uh kind of kind of view of it. But um I could see the whole crowd just like going fucking ape shit the whole time, but this should be awesome. Uh this is going to be a lightning fast six man tag. Uh Bucks and Cole haven't teamed together for a long time. Uh he slides in just as most great wrestlers should, teaming with the Bucks. Um, this is a reformation of their uh, their group, so we're going to see a lot of super kicks here, a lot of, I would say, flashy stuff. And I would say um, be on the lookout uh, for this trio possibly to kick off like a trio's title or something eventually. It's a nice little spot to put Adam Cole in um, w- while you still have other stuff going on at the top, and you don't want to exactly beat him, but you can have the Bucks move over there as well because obviously you don't want – there's nothing – you're not going back to the Bucks with the Lucha Brothers with belts or anything. So, like, slide them over to the trios, have them them running these six-mans out there, and I think that's a that's a great spot for them.
1: So, um, I saw the double entendre you did, and boy, you a genius. Like, you said a nice little spot for him – uh, in uh, in the trios division, if there is a trios title for if for a super click, and you, you said Friday Club, that's a nice little spot. Like boy, you a genius. Like that, like this condescending by saying it's a nice little spot, and also you know that man hate being called little. Like you, you evil, you a <laughs> diabolical genius, boy. You you really do be rapping, boy. That that was a real bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm just using the, lot, the, the logic. So, like,
1: no, like, I get I'm it. Just, I agree yeah, 100% with you, but yeah. I'm not going to get, I ain't going to let you slide on that. Yeah. You call that man small.
0: Like, you know, Miro, Kenny, both heels got it locked up. No really place for him mm-hmm. to go. So, mm-hmm. best thing they can do is, uh, you know, those, those trios rumors always heating up. So, um, and, and I think this is. The first tip-off that the Bucks and Cole are going to be the first trio of champions. You heard it here first on One Nation Radio.
1: Well, I don't really um, care who the who the, uh, the trio champions are. The first ones are. I just need the division here because, like, look at all them fucking factions they have. That pays off all of that, mm-hmm. or not pays it off, but like it keeps itching. Like AEW, um, once the Young Bucks became the champ, it turned heel anyway. Like the tag division is kind of kind of stagnated a little bit Um, as far as having a secondary thing uh, that you care about in that tag division. Like getting the Young Bucks to the trios, like it gives them more options to to implement Lucha Bros in the Young Bucks slash Cole. So, yeah.
0: So um, Christian Cajun, uh, Jurassic Express are teaming up here. Uh, I feel like they're – there's something going on with jungle boy and Christian. Uh, Think so. And this, this goes as far back as like him putting Christian on his shoulders, uh, or, uh, loose putting Christian on his shoulders and jungle boy shooting him that look. Um, I don't remember jungle... this
1: at all. I must've missed so, this.
0: Yeah. This was like that Friday. This was like the week after, uh, jungle boy had his match with Kenny. Um, they had just uh, this, this week. Jungle Boy was actually speaking into the microphone, and Christian's cutting them off. Uh, There's just little things I'm noticing. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, you know, it pops off one day with those two. So,
1: Jungle Boy's turning heel <clears throat> on Christian? Nah, I would think Christian would be turning. Okay, so Jungle Boy is jealous of Christian being held up by his bigger friend. And then Jungle Boy gets upset because Christian cut him off because Jungle Boy don't talk almost ever. And well, the he promo, was and talking. The, the problem was he was winding down. So, like, if they add those two things up, in real life, you would say the person that gonna, you would say it was going to turn heel because they're upset over anything would be Jungle Boy. And I, I don't... I, we'll see how this plays out, obviously. But, like, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe those are small breadcrumbs that are leading to something, but like we gotta start seeing more of that's actually where they're gonna go. And I don't I wouldn't break them up necessarily, uh just yet. Yeah. Maybe not yet, but like
0: just keep your eyes open. Um then we've yeah, got... They wanna eat- be like,
1: you You're not my fucking dad. It's like Thanks. Yeah, real like I don't, I don't need you. Real, real, real real uh really nuanced storytelling. Like it's 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 daddy issues again, thanks. Man,
0: that would actually work with him too. Because his dad. Stop!
1: Stop! Stop! Don't. No. You gonna put it. Don't don't put that shit into existence. That would really work. Stop! I don't wanna see that shit. You know, my dad. I, you know, I'm trying to show you the ropes. I don't care what your ropes If you I want those ropes, I want Edge's ropes. Like, I don't want your advice. Like, no, well, man, I don't oh. want that. I don't want that.
0: We got Deanna J and Penelope Ford. Um, I don't know. This is continuing uh, the bunnies beef with Anna J. Um, it's a list match, but um, yeah, I ain't really got too much more for you on this one. Uh, I think
1: Jim Ross will be happy in this match. I don't have any, I don't have anything for you. Match, like, it's it's the, you said it's the bunny, right? No, it's Anna J. and Penelope. Oh, Anna J. and Penelope. I mean, Penelope's better than the bunny, so, like, it could be all right. It could be all right. We'll see.
0: Um, we've got an eight man tag. Um, so at the end of um, like we had a match last week with the butcher and the blade challenging the Lucha bros for the titles. Very creative finish where Pentagon ditches his own mass after he was tied up um, in it and um, ditches the mask. keeps his face covered uh, An elite Lucha skill. Um, he showed right there to basically save the match. Um and get the win for those guys. Uh the Private Party ov- obviously ran in, uh, whooped that ass a little bit, and then uh Santana and Ortiz coming to uh the Lucia Brothers aid. Uh and to me this was a flashing light that uh, Lucia Bros, San Santa and Ortiz feud is coming. Uh but there there's gonna be some mutual respect and then something's about to happen. But we've got an eight-man tag, Lucia Brothers and Santana Ortiz against Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, if it's me, I'm letting him do a bunch of moves and go crazy and letting Butcher and Blade catch everybody.
1: Yeah. Um I think it's important to get Santana Ortiz on his card. So um you know, they're gonna go nuts, it's gonna be fun. Like it's it means Pentagon and Phoenix and, and Santana and Ortiz together. Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> you know, uh like private like private party, you know, I uh, you know how we always say that like uh, or, or a lot of people say that like once someone goes to WWE or goes to the main roster they go into retirement like I almost feel like they've been put into retirement by HFO but like <laughs> if anybody can get them out for one night it will be those four so um, it'll but, be fun and, Look they
0: coming home too so yeah, they, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then uh, the other match we got, the men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky with Dan Lambert will be taking on Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Is there a turn alert here?
1: Uh, Oh, I never thought about it, but it could be for for Hager and, and, you know, because Hager's not a strong talker. And instead of him being with Jericho, now he's with Dan Lambert. Um, MMA. Undefeated, but yes, but is he a part? He's not in a top team, isn't top team America? America top team, is he? Nah. Okay, but just for, just for K he could be. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, but like, I think the more likely thing is like you, you get Jericho with a, with the big with a big MMA guy versus like uh versus men of the year who are surrounded by MMA guys and it's all tie in of the MMA guys and whatever else and, and they can win. I mean, maybe. Um, that would be a big angle to chop it off, but like, I, do you want to see Jericho versus uh versus Hager? When Jer and, and as like, no. yeah, I, I'm not really interested in that too much myself. Um, but you know, um,
0: I just got my antennas up, like all this M- MMA stuff, like you know, especially like with the inner circle, like kind of being like you know more spun off into kind of their own things. Like, Sammy's lurking around the TNT title. Mm -hmm. Um, Jericho and Hager, like, they they could, like, splinter someone off. Um, It's a perfect time to. But um, I I think I I feel like men of the year, like, should probably get the win here, and they should beat Hager. Um, I wouldn't cut off their juice. Like, they're just starting to get some, especially with Lambert. Um, What did you think of the segment uh, that they did?
1: Well, I like, loved it, and you know, like I know you don't like Lambert. I love fucking Lambert. Like I,
0: he just comes like, out. I like Lambert, but like I'm like I just hate the like, like you know the talking points. I don't like him, but um, but
1: his delivery delivery is like flawless. And yeah, like, he's, like he know. should like he should be a speaker uh, uh, a uh, best promo candidate for our sh- for uh, what he's ready. In my opinion, like that's how highly I think. Like I love him coming out here, and obviously, like. Everyone is watch AEW. They don't give. Up. If you watch AEW, your professional wrestling fan is like a long time wrestling fan. Like you're watching. You're not why You don't give a flying fuck about like guys being skinny wimps or not. But like the part where like it is kind of like when um when Cornette talked about the uh the old Ring of Honor CZW feud about like we're going to talk down to you and it's going to annoy you because you because you know like uh, that exists and like you're going to feel it's going to irk you right. And like him talking about like AEWs where they have fake fucking wrestlers that do choreography and they don't lift weight and like take you know, get get a clue. Hit the showers or (laughs) lift some weights, take a shower, like when he keeps hitting on that, like for me, like I enjoy it because it's like I like AEW, I don't give a fuck what any of these wrestlers really look like. Um, but like I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna bother some of these people that like that love Darby, love Orange Cassidy, love Sammy Guevara, love Jungle Boy, and they're pre- and they're all look like they're prepubescent, uh, kinda. And like people to take that to heart and be like, Man, fuck you, I'm tired of hearing that shit for me. It's like I, I enjoy it. that, it's gonna annoy some people, like because it's like ultimately. He's gonna get it, he's gonna he's gonna eat a lot of shit over the next however many how long he does is when he goes up against these guys that are gonna keep kicking his ass in and like I, I think that's a nice role to have Yep. because he can uh, lose forever and keep, keeps and keeps on the same you know, not necessarily the same point but like keep on this and like for some reason they don't really trust or trust uh or maybe they're just adding to it supplementing so um copious guys talking because i like Paige's talking i think he's i think he's a good talker but mm-hmm. um it doesn't hurt to add this
2: mm-hmm
0: but yeah, those are the matches. Um uh, I'm ready. <laughs> it's it's going to be fun. I'm fucking ready. Like like hook it to the veins, strap it up, uh send it in. Let's go. Uh it's a big week and by the by they by draw some numbers. Okay, numbers. So,
1: how is the do we know how the um the taping process for this is going to work like is is um, are they gonna do? Oh, it's a four hour show on Wednesday live in person, right? Right, right. But what I'm at, but I guess what I'm asking is, oh, so like what I'm asking is, is the show starting at six or is it starting at eight?
0: The show's gonna start at eight,
1: okay? So they're gonna actually run the rampage stuff after they're done with Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega. That's kind of why I was asking because, like, yeah, all right, if that's what they want to do, like if, if it were me, I would basically treat that stuff like. Pre card stuff. I would treat Rampage almost like pre card stuff, and then air it before, like because I I think these um, I think they were now at like three shows in a row for for Rampage where like they they taping they're obviously taping after they go off air on Dynamite, mm. and it feels like the crowd just like is done, or not done, but like they're not as hot as they were when I was watching them. Uh, I was watching this same, this same you know venue or the same show, more or less, like, before, like, it's like, once they hit 10, and they everyone knew it was 10, like, that, that 10 to 12, like, there, or 10 to 11, like, they weren't as hot, so, that's my concern, like, they gotta either, um, record more stuff, either they need to start doing solo shows for Rampage, or they need to, like, um, figure out how to record, like, the hour beforehand, um to keep the crowd interested the whole time but maybe so you do that and you fuck around and you have empty crowd you know or, or you know so who knows so how they're doing it but i i think like the crowds are just like night and day almost um on some of them shows so i think there's something you could do like you could do
0: you, you could um, you could add audio to it i mean there's that <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna say that but um like they've got six matches scheduled for rampage right the only thing is, um, I don't know which one I would put on after. Um, like, you could do Paige and Sky and Jericho and Hager before Dynamite, uh, J before Dynamite, Loser Bros and Santana Ortiz before Dynamite, and then do Super Click, CM Punk, John Mosley after uh, his three matches. Like uh, You could do that. Yeah.
1: Uh, but then again, like you gotta swap who, the aprons. Who, and I want to know who the shit. I want to know who the person is. Tony Khan got to send to uh, send to go tell Jericho he's he has to work he has to work like before they start taping like it's seven like he Jericho be like no nah, I'm going home bro I ain't doing this <laughs> how fucking dare you this company this company wouldn't have been started if not for me he, you know like Jericho to be somebody be like obviously Jericho's not as bad as everybody else, but, like, just based on generational thing, just naturally, he that means he is, like, the worst in the crankiest. So, like, mm-hmm. I imagine, like, some of the dudes backstage, like, you gotta tell this Jericho, and he's like, fuck. All right. Like, not because he's terrible, because, like, compared to everybody else back there, he is the worst. Just yeah. relatively speaking.
0: Um, yeah, but that's, that's a preview right there, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I uh, caught – now, James, I'm going to ask you to remove your headphones. Ah, Um, Just wave when you're done. Yep. So the the G1 first day was last Saturday. I did not see anything else, but I did see the first day. And I got to say, it was not that bad. It was entertaining at a lot of different points. I've enjoyed the Yano match, which is a rarity because I'm largely done with this comedy. However, um, the main event fucking ruled. Um, Suzu, uh, excuse me. Um, it was Tomohiro Ishii uh, versus Shingo Takagi. Another in their storied history and their rivalry. Um, I thought Ishii was incredible. Shingo was incredible. I thought there was a um, there was a late match pumping bomber where I just felt like he fucking killed Ishii. I turned my head to the side and I like damn near like, like close my eyes, like thinking about how much that hurt Ishii. And, um, you know, I know James often talks about jungle Kiona and being great in defeat. And I'm like, man, I don't know if anybody's better in defeat than Tomohiro Ishii. Um, I I'm somewhere I'm like, I feel like I'm five stars on the match. Um, it was just another shining example of like how great Ishii is and they'll never fucking go with him but I will never quit the agenda uh even if Tomohiro Ishii never wins um I, this is a big statement for Shingo uh Zack Sabre Jr and Tetsuya Naito had an awesome match probably one of my favorite matches those two have ever had um I think that Naito was a lot more of a fighter in this match, which I really enjoyed. He ended up submitting to Saber, which was really cool. And Saber's uh kind of rededicated himself in the gym and you know added to his frame. And uh, this was a like the best technical match uh, for sure on the show. Kenta and Yano, lots of comedy on um, both sides. Um, they basically um, were. Trying to, they had a creative finish where um, Yano uh, or was put under the ring by Kenta and then rolled out on the other side, came up with the um, low blow, ended up getting the win, uh, shocking Kenta. Um, they also had uh, Tangaloa against the great Okan. Tangaloa kind of popped me a little bit when he was saying the great who. Uh, this wasn't terrible, but it wasn't really great either. Um, it was okay, and obviously the shock of the first round. Yujiro Takahashi, yes, the Tokyo pimp, uh, defeated Kota Bushi, and I was kind of shocked. Obviously, the uh, Bushi uh, won the G1 the last two years, and immediately they're letting you know that is this is not. Uh, going to be the, you know, a walk in the park. Obviously, he uh, lost a couple matches last year early, but I feel like it's a, it's a different message being shown. I think Yujiro is obviously going to be taking a lot of pins. They had to find something for him somewhere, but uh, this was okay. Yujiro has a million wacky finishers, and then one of them just worked, and the crowd audibly gasped, uh, forgot the rules uh, of the of the clap crowds. But I think uh, Obushi tried to make this really great. I think he—you never really believed he was getting beaten until he actually got beat. But some of those near falls were uh, were pretty good, I'd say. And um, it was it was good to see Peter as well. Uh, I hear day two went awesome. There's a great Okada Tanahashi match waiting for me. Um, there's gonna be more New Japan coverage, obviously on uh, keeping it strong style. Definitely check out um, you know that show, but. Uh, I'm going to keep trying to just barrel through as much of the G1 as possible. Uh, I was very negative on the G1 uh, going into it in the preview. I was laughing at some of the blocks, but if they're going to wrestle like this, I think that's, you know, I don't think it's to the quality of your normal G1, but it's more than acceptable, more than enjoyable. Great way to pass the time uh, if you're watching uh, the G1 events. But... Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. And, you know, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, that's going to wrap it up. I guess there's only one thing left to ju- do, James. So I'm just going to tell you to hit the music.
1: Okay, so um, yeah, man, they threw a lot of shows at your boy. Um, so they last last show we left off at for the Grand Prix was the nine six show, the Kirkenhall show that made it ended with Takumi and Tam. So um, I was behind, so uh, I ended up catching up on. Actually, I, I wasn't behind. Um, they dropped those weekends uh, shows uh, for the uh, September eleventh, September twelfth. I watched those, and they also had another Corken Hall uh, last. Uh, think it was Thursday or Wednesday. I Can't remember. Um, and I watched that. Um, the homie Sunny is on his job right now. I, uh they had a Corken Hall um, Monday today. So like you know, at like midnight, and it's already up in its entirety. Like. Uh, so I have not watched uh, this, you know, uh, this weekend's two shows—the show from Saturday and the show from Monday. Um, what what we will do is uh, when we do the uh, the midweek show to basically update you or give you the preview for Extreme Rules and uh, the starting Grand Prix. We will go through the final three shows of the Grand Prix, um, leading into I'm oh, sorry, uh, the final three shows before the final. So um, that'll be Saturday show. Um, Monday show and I think it's Thursday's show or whatever else because it'll all be up and I'll go through it and, and then we'll get to that but now we're just talking about like uh, the September 11th September 12th and the uh, September 16th shows so um, Rich what matches did you end up uh, catching? So I watched
0: at least four of them uh, I caught Azumi and Utami, Takumi and Kamatani, Azumi and T- um mm, no uh sherry and tam and Azur,
1: hold on nope only three of them so okay. yeah so uh i wish he had watched all three of them as we she's christ like she's fucking unbelievable but um yeah so September 11th show. I'm going to give you the rundown on the undercard stuff. It, uh, I had wrote up a thing for the uh, September 11th show. In um, like I had wrote down full breakdowns and whatever else, like we're going to skim through this, get through this fast. This three end up being three shows. So um, on the undercard, you end up having Yeah, uh, You end up having versus Rena. Um and it was it was okay. It was actually pretty good for a sixteen year old versus uh, versus uh, someone like that boy who's you know seven inches shorter than than uh, <laughs> than uh, the arena. Uh But ultimately at the end, that's boy ended up winning. Uh, then uh, you had Kakuma versus Lady C, which was funny to me because uh, Lady C is f- <laughs> is five foot ten and like Kuma is, is, is short and like their record is matching. You know, uh, Lady C is trucking her at times and they're doing a monster match because, uh, because Lady C is, I'm oh, sorry, Kaguma is, is bigger even though she's short. So they're like having like shoulder tackles and stuff and they're no selling and growling at each other and shit. It is funny. But at the end, uh, Lady C kind of has her on the ropes is go, you know, gets a chokeslam, uh, doesn't get the, gets the near fall, gets Kaguma up and goes to put her on the, uh, top her on the top rope to get a get a elevated choke slam. Kuguma beats her down and then hits a sunset flip and then rolls her through and then does a schoolboy where she turn her she bridges her body over the top of Lady C's legs. And she's trapped, she can't fucking move, so she's gonna win. And then after she does it, she sits there and she finds where the camera is the camera guy is while she's still bridging, looks directly into the camera, and then does the fucking bare ears pose upside down, bridging on her head. I fucking howled. Uh, Lady C is full stunt mode, I love to see it. Um, uh, then the next match ended up being um, Tam versus uh, Waka. Walker, Waka Waka! I'll pause for the future so you can do that every time. So, um <laughs> it was funny because uh on Twitter they were talking to each other and you get you you got to get the impression that Waka was inspired to come to stardom be, uh, because of Tam. What do you um, mean, w- Waka was inspired by Gucci. So, you can make this show, you can make this segment this segment of the show go as long as you want it to it's up to you it's up to you how you want to handle this um so anyway um they were saying some nice things to each other about like how happy they were to uh wrestle each other um and then tam posts a picture a side-by-side picture of both of them is from is waka's ring gear in her ring gear and then is uh tam from like when she debuted in stardom in her original ring gear in stardom and she like points at the similarities right so the match ends up starting, and like Waka goes go, comes out to shake her Tam's hand, and she go gets down on one knee, right? And Tam is like so flattered, and like she takes a knee too to kind of be like you know I'm so happy you did this or whatever this stuff. So, uh, Tam immediately uh whoops whoops her ass, uh body slams her a few times, kicks her across the back, and then puts her in a camera clutch to work over her back. So, so then I, and I wrote this out because i was fucking hally. So then uh. The story is because I got this translated because of the gag. I was like, "What? What made this crowd pop this way?" Tam, in, while she's in a camel clutch, to ask Walker, "Who do you love? Who inspires you? Who do you want to be with?" You know, because obviously, like the last uh, rookie just came in and immediately. Asked to be in uh, Cosmic Angel, she's like, "Do you, do you also? Do you two want to get down with the gang? Do you two want to be part of this money machine?" So, uh, Waka goes, "Co." She, she says, "Co," and then. Tam cuts off Melee. or she says, Ka, she says, Cosmic Angels, Cosmic Angels, and she starts looking around nervous, she goes, Konami-san! Ta- the crowd pops big, uh, Tam looks shot, and then she yanks back on the, on the fucking thing, and then she beats her ass, and then at the end, she wins. I I thought it was funny as hell. Um, And then at the end, she, you know, uh, like, Tam, you know, said some nice things to her in the ring, obviously, and then, like, Waka's, like, on her knees, bowing to her like she's a god, I, 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 but it was funny for me. But, uh, so then, um, the the next match was um Shuri versus Mai. Man, Shuri beat the living shit out of this woman. Like, I wrote in my notes, it looked like Shuri was trying to kick her ribs and head through the floorboards with stomps. Like, <laughs> damn, yeah. Like, I sent you a clip of uh, her kicking her. You hear the crowd, you could hear like the thuds, and then you hear the crowd, the, the clap crowd. You can hear them, out of be gasping after every single time she hit her with, with the kicks to the back. But she ended up she, you know, she carried her, but like she took her like eight and a half minutes and, and whooped her ass the whole time and like goddamn, like and then at the end, like she, you know, patted her on the head like a dog, like like good job. And I was like, gotta tell you something right now, Sherry, in this real talk, I wrote this in my notes. If you whoop a dog, if you whoop a dog like that over here, your ass is going to Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary. We <laughs> seen it. So uh I don't know how they treat dogs over there, but boy, 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 you treat you treat a dog like that, your ass going up. So um, so then we finally get to the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, um, five star, uh, portion of the show, uh-huh. um, it's again or sorry, it's Def versus Mayu, man, this match here. I've, I wanted to watch it.
0: I, I, didn't get a chance to.
1: Okay. So, after they do the spot, they, they do the spot with the, you know, the deaf deaf in the corner, um, he, uh. Def convinces the ref to do it, and then run into Mayu. Mayu, there's a there's a missed, whole big thing at the end. Mayu is up drop kicking the ref, Barb. The ref's name is Barb. Into the uh, into the corner. Um, so then the re- so he's out of the picture. So then Rena slides in uh, the newspaper, bops Mayu over the head the newspaper a few times, puts her in a cu- camel clutch, and tries to choke her with the newspaper. Mayu eventually gets out. Um, then there's more cheating that happens. Uh, And then Rena slides in a chair. Def gets the chair. Mayu stops the chair from, uh, uh, and they start tussling over the chair. Barb uh, tries to pull the the chair away, and then in 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 the tussle, he ends up getting sent flying through the ropes. So Def gets the chair, tries to hit Mayu. Mayu keeps ducking because Def has the has the. Uh, aim of a stormtrooper, and then as this keeps happening, Mike he's backing up towards the ropes. So Death goes, reaches all the way back, goes to swing it. you ducks, it bounces off of the top turn off the top rope, and then ricochets right into uh, Death's face. So Death like does this gigantic. You know, spin around, her before she falls, and the, and as before she falls, the, the 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 chair ends up in Mayu's hands. And by that point in time, the fucking ref bar gets back to the ring, looks at her down, sees Mayu holding the uh the the chair, and fucking DQs Mayu. So that's if one gets a fucking dub awesome some bullshit. I was like, I can't believe this fucking match. Uh, yeah, it went like four minutes. So, uh, then we get to utami versus azumi um this match went eight minutes and 50 seconds i wrote 600 plus words on this match this match was fucking awesome i'm not going to i'm going to read the first paragraph then i'll give you the gist of this match uh the match started with, with the debut of High Speed Utami, LOL. By the, end of the, uh, by the end of the opening exchange of rope running, slips, slides, cradles, dodges, and ducks, Azumi stands over Utami, who's hanging across the bottom rope to let her know, you can't fuck with me with this high speed shit, you're embarrassing yourself, now stop and get up. And Utami smiles because she knows Azumi is absolutely right. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, this match was a fucking blast. Uh, they ended up on the outside after doing a bunch of do- dodges and dives um Atu- uh, uh, utami goes to give a um vertical suplex to azumi azumi uh stops it and then gives her her own on the mat to utami Utami's selling from there azumi starts working over the arm um so then there's so then there's a spot where like azumi goes off the ropes and goes for a hurricane and utami k- stops her momentum from going up turns, flips her around into like elevated German suplex position. And then German suplex and throws her six feet in the fucking air. And Utah and Azumi lands on her head, neck, and shoulders, and I shout in horror, and I'm like, oh my God. You know, this was, you know, what the fuck is, you know, is this woman dead? I don't I don't even know. Um like there's another sense of action where like there's a gigantic double foot stomp for it for a near fall and by that point that's when it after, uh, Utami kicks out, that's when you hear the five minute call, I'm like, this has been five minutes, I couldn't fucking believe it, um, Utami goes for another, uh, elevated, uh, German suplex, uh, uh, uh Azumi gets out of it by literally, like, doing, doing a kazadora out of it, and then arm dragging, um, Azumi, I'm sorry, Utami through, and then Azumi takes her head off with a buzzsaw kick, um, and then the finish basically came off of, um, Utami ends up, I think, I forgot where she lands, but basically she ends up uh she ends up hurting Azumi's back, racks her, like the torture rack, pulls her down back into that German suplex position, and then German suplex bridge pins her. And I was like, God damn, like this was this to go nine minutes, four stars. This match was fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, um I, I really liked seeing obviously Azumi in there with the world champion. Um, I thought that was a cool like uh glimpse of the future, a future red belt champion down the road. Um, I, I can see in a zoomie, Uh, that opening part, I was aware of what you had wrote about it before I watched it, and that I kind of watched that with that in mind and <laughs> thinking about that caption would be absolutely hilarious. Uh, with the cussing, you can't see Azumi say you can't fuck with me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I you know I yeah i i i agree with what you said um i so much talent like as far as like how like experienced both of these um wrestlers are can't ask for more like the the best developmental system uh, <laughs>
1: you know
0: like the same n a c two point like with with uh von wagner this is not von wagner um, here so you know, I I hope
1: they they get to do it again in the future. See, now last year they had a match in because the, they were in the same block uh last year's Grand Prix, and like I was disappointed because it was a twelve minute, three and a half star match. I was like, that was one of those matches where you see it on the on the on the, the lineups when you get the car you know, the blocks. You're like, I can't wait to see those two get on. And they, their match was very good, but I was betting kind of this match. Mm-hmm. But like they were like, we got something for you, James. We're gonna have a way better match in like eight, nine minutes. Like it was incredible. Like if they even if if this match had went fifteen minutes, it's a four and a half star match, easy. Like it it was incredible. Probably higher, maybe even higher. Like it it was incredible. Um, but yeah. So next match after that is uh, Utami Utami versus not Utami. Uh, um, Takumi versus uh, Saya. Um. This is probably the best use of size. Saia. Size probably best used in sprint type matches. Um, in you know in this Grand Prix earlier with Tam and with Azumi, uh, in a couple uh, show that we're going to talk about this later. Like this was the showcase of like she is better when she doesn't have to really worry about storytelling, and she can she doesn't have to focus on her selling that can be ridiculous at times and over the top. Or way too over the top. Uh, like, she was in there with Takumi, and basically the whole story was like her Karanas versus Powerbombs. And there were lots of them to be had in this match. I thought the finish in this match absolutely sucked, but before that finish, they were cooking. Um I, I really enjoyed this match. I think the finish really hurt it, uh, but, you know, if they ever want to do this again, I'm, I'm down. Like, you know... Um, if you can keep, if you can just have basically a video game wrestling, uh, Kamatani at uh, wrestling wrestling these matches, you got some. Uh, I think that's that's her biggest strength right now. Um, I, I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, I like this match. Uh, the finish was what it was. I figure like that's
1: just a way of them making points work. Uh, it was a certain way, and it. But um, it was also ridiculous how they were fighting out there. Like, okay, you get Takumi gets uh Kamatani up. And is going to running through Power Bomber on the ballroom floor, or the hotel yeah. ballroom floor. Like, come on! And then I decided to and, and, call And then, run ta- and then uh, yeah, uh, Takumi, I'm sorry, uh, Kamatani turns it into a Hurricane Rana, which moves them further away from the ring. And then they're they're brawling. They pretend they don't hear the, the crap the the count until they get to 18. And then they try to sprint and as they sprint. Each of them are trying to stop one from getting into the ring for the other. And then they both can count. I was like, fuck off! I, I hated that with a passion.
0: Yeah, it was like it was funny. They did the double count out. It was like, man, we didn't give y'all too many draws, so we gotta do it a different way. You know,
1: um, it, I mean, be a time limit draw twenty minutes get done yeah. like fifteen or so or thirteen. Um, I, I'm now calling the uh, the running three the running
0: irison now. <laughs> Why? By the way, the, the, the three, you know, and like you know. You know to run it, run it, Iverson. Yeah. Know. So
1: like, and don't get me wrong, like this match no, is
0: I, it was it was really good. Yes, like, this match that. is a like, this
1: yeah this match is a this match challenges for four stars. I wouldn't give it four stars, but like if someone were to say yeah, I, I gave it four stars, I'd be like oh, okay. But you
0: know, yeah, like, lots of hard kicking, lots of tassels flying everywhere. Yeah, uh, this is a tassel all star match right <laughs> yeah, here. It was. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Um, and, and I feel like this is like your uh, this was like your match that. Saya Kamatani gets better from. Uh it's not just her running through the motions, I think. Um, I think it's like, you know, she Sakumi's a bad motherfucker, so yeah. like you gonna have to like and and she's not about to come out here and, you know, be all be all pretty with it, you know, to, to say the least. Like she gonna kick you in your fucking chest and chop you and you had to
1: stand in there and see if you bought that life. And yeah. uh, I think Saya was. Yeah. Like I would. I don't know if you did, but I've already. But I. I would suggest that you go back and watch, uh, night. Night one, her versus uh her versus Shuri. I think you'd love that match. Um, Shuri
0: versus to,
1: uh, versus uh Kamatani. I watched that. Okay, like that's yeah. that might be my favorite singles Kamatani match. Um, yeah. but yeah. So, uh, then the main event in this mat in this uh show, Himeka versus uh Momo. When I first saw this main event, I was like, why? Uh, but. This match was damn good, like uh, not damn good, like great. Like I gave it four stars. Um, this is the best Omega match singles match I've ever seen. Um, her and Momo basically like it was is basically kicks and feet versus uh, versus fists and forearms and <laughs> and uh, lariats, and they played off of it so well. There's parts where. Um, you know, they're ducking underneath, uh, you know, kicks and, and lariats and then one's setting up for, for a move and the other one blocks it with, you know, uh, like, Hameka block a kick with, uh, you know, that, that gigantic swinging block that Ishii does, whatever else, with the forearm. Mm-hmm. Then later, like, there's a part where, like, Hameka gets desperate and she goes to try to take, uh, to count it last second, tries to take off uh, Momo's head who's charging at her with, with a forearm and Momo sees it and hits a running kick right into that arm and takes her arm off and, like holding on, fighting with power bombs, and, like, a you know, there's one spot where, like, uh, Himeka get hoists up, Momo to try to finish the match, and lifts her up high for, like, a last ride power bomb, and Momo escapes him and then drops it, like, with the fucking meteor on top of her for a deep Rana cradle, like, and it, it was, it was really fun, like, I, I mean, it was the best, it's the best I've, uh, ever seen Himeka, uh, perform in the ring, and, like, they both, I mean, they told a story, like, start, they both were working over each other's backs, um, uh, throughout the match before they started just like hitting the, you know, so before the bomb started flying like it was a really fun match uh, I ended up going um, I may have even gone four and a quarter I'm not sure but I probably at least went four I, it went 16 minutes it was it, like it bell to bell like the action wasn't as like ridiculously hot as Takumi in uh, Kamatani or uh The Azumi Utami match, but like it told a better story. It flowed. It was no abrupt, weird finish or whatever else, and and it had like a decisive winner. Like I, I I enjoyed that. If you like American professional wrestling more, like this fits here. This 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 more fitting. Like the other ones were just more or less like video, like just sprints. Brought you like the NFL blitz of professional wrestling. Uh, so uh, the next show after that was the uh, September twelfth show. And I have to go back to, uh, look at my, uh, to grab the, uh, lineup for that. So I can give you the rundown for that. So, um, the undercard, I'm going to blast right through real quick. Utami ended up squashing, or not squashing, ends up beating up Lady C after carrying her for a little bit. The match was actually decent. Uh, Mina versus, uh, up This match was a mess. Um, but Mina ended up winning at the end. Uh, and then, uh, Nasupoy versus, uh, Mai Sakurai. Nasipoy hates Tam. This is Tam's new young girl. She's, she's, uh, she is, she, is, uh, Maya goes for the high, for the, you know, the double hand handshake for the match. Uh, Nasboy walks up to her and acts like she's about to give her the high five. Nope. Double slap across the face, ring the bell. Uh, and then Nasboy, you know, has her way with her pretty much in, until she wins. Uh, throughout the match, like she's taunting her, stomping her, and then, like, she's doing her pose. Like, the, I don't know a better, uh, expression for, for Maya's pose other than it, it looks like the, it, it looks like the definition of look back at it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I can't you come with I'm I'ma send you a gif of it and then you tell me if if, I'm, if I if you can come up with something better than my looking back at it. I don't know what to say. But whatever. Um that's point of winning. So then you end up getting it to the uh, the uh, Grand Prix uh, matches and uh Takumi ends up going through this one quick. Takumi carried uh Roaka for eight minutes. I don't know why does it doesn't need to go eight minutes. Maybe you know, obviously Roaka for sixteen. I think she's, I think she's, you know, pretty good. Uh, I think that she has a, a long ways to go. She's not like her sixteen is not Starlight Kid and Azumi and Hazuki sixteen and Momo sixteen. Mm. Just not, but it's, it's not the Bunny sixteen either. I look. I don't know what three and a half star match you ever seen Rock uh, have the Bunny have, but I've seen Roaka have one of them. So I was saying, saying,
0: saying the bunny got a different sixteen. Oh, you know? okay. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Sixteen years, yeah, you know? yeah. Sixteen years is biz. So, so, <laughs> uh, so, uh so yeah. But uh to come in and win, like I think it was. I think I may give it two and two and two and three quarters. Like that's one of the. I think I'm only giving like three or four matches under three stars, and it's like this thing is like consistent, consistently good matches. You're never like left like looking at your clock or looking at your phone like when is this gonna wrap up. Mm-hmm. um but yeah uh continuing on um momo versus kaguma really good match uh s- s- probably like three and a quarter probably like three and a quarter above average man or be- better a little better and good uh uh momo ended up winning i forgot how but she ended up winning uh then you get Tam versus azumi uh and man like the high level of uh difficulty for a 12-minute match between those two with like Trying to get Tam, who is not the most athletic in the world, to like basically wrestle in essence a high speed match with more of her Tam, you know, storytelling and drama and selling involved in it. But like, uh, it was still great. I ended up going, um, three and three quarters on it. But the match, if they had. If Tam had been a little more spot on on the, like two things, I could see people like going giving it fours left and a full out floor left and right. Um, mm-hmm. But I ended up going, um, I end up going um, three and three quarters. Like I ended up watching it back twice. And I was like, wait, huh? But uh, it ended up being better on the second watch. But it's not the point. Um, so uh, yeah, just really, I would say go back and watch this. And it's more more of the thing. It was like, why the fuck is Izumi like like right now at this point? We we are watching the show. Like by the end of this end of this review, she will be one in five. And you're like, y'all had to put her y'all like looking at what she's doing or in these three, in like these three shows. Like she should be on the other block with like at least six points. Like it made no sense to put her. Obviously, you put her in there to have the matches because she's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you just watch her wrestle, and you're like, she's gonna have like one of the three, four, five best average star ratings in this in this tournament. But she's gonna be one in five. What the fuck? Um, whatever. Or probably two and she'll probably end up in like two and seven or some shit like that whatever uh but yeah really really awesome match um and tam tam actually uh gives some respect doesn't pin her with the jerk with the regular tiger suplex pins her with the, uh, her super finisher uh so yeah uh then you end up getting um Shree versus uh unagi really like this match um end up giving three and a half stars. and is a progression of the two matches they've had prior, where you know back at the beginning of the year, like Shuri destroyed her and said you're 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 like you're a million miles away, but you got heart kid. And then um, before the Grand Prix, they had a singles match, and Shuri was Shuri fell Unagi, and like it was and Unagi like she was like she you can see the progression, but then at the end like Shuri just punt kicked her face off, and then it went on a knockout. And it was like, I thought it was like brilliant booking. Like you showed progression from one match before to the next one. And then at the end, like the, the better wrestler just basically said, I'm ending this shit now. Um, and <laughs> in this match, it was more of a, it was actually a, a, the first ever competitive, you know, 50, 50 ish, or 60, 40 match. You want to say between those two. And at the end, Shuri ended up winning. And then, um, Shuri ended up getting up, uh, Unagi and they had this big hug or whatever else. And then like, you can see the, like, Unagi or, uh, shiri had a lot of um had a lot of effort in these matches in this story between those three as an undercard thing like you can you can see that with like shiri nunagi um on the like on these row two shows you can also see it with like um julia and roaka or julia and starlight kid were like the donna del mondo members even though they're you know they stay you know they're way up there above everybody else as far as the factions as far as saying protected like they get into these things with some of these younger uh, girls and like they have no problem selling and putting over their shit, but they're going to win at the end. So it's really cool. Um, so uh, the main event of this match w- of this show was a uh, common tiny versus Micah. Um, it was a lot like their uh, Cinderella tournament final. Um, the finish was abrupt. Like, uh, Saya didn't win with a Phoenix Splash or anything as big as that. Like, she won with a Flash Rana Cradle, which is <laughs> gonna become a running gag almost in this tournament. Like, it's almost, you know, how you talked about how someone has, uh, someone comes across a new finisher and that changes their, their kind of outlook in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that kind of what happened with, with, um, with Kamatani. Like, she lost the first two matches, those first two per matches to Shuri and Undutami. And then, like, she's like, what am I gonna do when I face Tam? I got it, Flash Rana Cradle. And then she's like I don't think she's beating anybody in from without the flash around a cradle. And it's like, it don't matter if you're sixteen, it don't matter if you're you're my my career rival. I'm just gonna use it and I'm gonna win. Um and, and it's worked for her, I think, you know, I feel like if that is her gonna be her thing, she needs to not do it five times in a match with, with uh Takumi. But whatever. Um she'll she'll it's, learn it felt
0: like she was getting closer to the <laughs> sneaker like the whole time in that one.
1: Yeah, Um, I think over time she'll learn how to just like realize, like, that's my, I need to save that kind of like how, you know, Azumi saves Azumi Azumi sushi or Hazuki would save the Lamai straw. So Mm -hmm. um, once she figures that out, she'll be there because she, like, she has, I'm liking her more and more and more watching this tournament. Um, Obviously, she's in there with some of the best wrestlers in the world, but like, she's, I mean, she's holding her own. Uh, So then that was, so that was the end of, so I'm sorry, by the end of that match, uh, um, Kamatani said, like, you know, I think she could, I think she just uh, at this point in time even a career series with Micah uh, in singles matches I think they're not two and two um, but she said like don't take your eyes off me she said she's a uh, top she's she's a point leader for uh, the for the blue block right now with nine she's Russell she's wrestled all her matches but she's she has nine uh, at, or she ends up with 11 by the end of this uh, review but uh, yeah so next match next show after that is the Cork and Hall show uh, July not July September 16th Um... And I've overstepped where I was looking at. All right, yeah, here we go. So, undercard stuff Hannah beats Lady C. It was funny. 16 year old is five, t- just tall, tall Joshis that are like inexperienced and goofy. And it's almost like they're two, two like gazelles almost that like just learn how to walk. But it was okay. It was a disaster. Lady C and, uh, and Hannah, like, we'll see where this is in four years. Um, <laughs> Starlight Kid versus, uh, versus Waka. Walker, <laughs> so starlight kid like she was really invested in having a good match with waka and like for her to do it she basically had to do all the, see a lot almost all the work but it would end up being a fun match uh for what it was uh so she ended up getting she, the win
0: so like the bad guy she did it herself god damn it
1: <laughs> so, now i'm expected to see bad bad guy bad influence for Star, starlight kid hey, uh, oh my she god she is a bad influence so, now Anyway, uh, Starlight Kid ended up working over her back, and then them slapping on a cl- a, her text Cloverleaf to get the win or the t- on the tap out. Hameka uh, versus Mai, my God, like I don't know what happened, but by the end of it, like there were some hard shots and big boots and clubs and in, um, in sliding lariats, and at the end, Hameka won and did not look happy and stormed and seemingly stormed out of uh corking hall. It, it, it looked like it got a little stiff. Like I, got a little sniff. I, I mean, I don't know what happened between those two, but like, we know who's supposed to win that match, but it he's just but the right person still won but it was funny. Um, so, uh, then you get to the, uh, Grand Prix Grand Prix matches, Natsui versus Saki.
0: I, I just inserted the, um, the bad guy, bad influence video in the One Nation Radio Discord, <laughs> uh, and put Starlight like Kid underneath just to let y'all know who <laughs> I am associated Starlight like Kid with now.
1: Oh my God! So
0: bad uh, guy, she break the law Ain't got no rubber just, stop, going, stop, yep, Please yep. stop.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's the point versus uh Saki. Um, this match is okay. Like it, it went like five minutes in. Uh they were more or less like s- trying to see who could mock each other more. Like Naspoi would do Saki things, Saki thing Saki would do nasapoy things. Um ultimately at the end, is beginning to win with uh I watched this this morning and he remember what he, she won with. But but she won. Um then you end up getting uh Momo versus Mina. This is a fun match. Uh I thought that I th- I thought Think I think I like their their match from the um the April pay per view more, but this is still like a threat for, for or still like a three and a half star match. Um uh, Mina and Momo work really well together. Um I I mean Momo's great obviously, but like Mina, she it feels like a lot of um like she doesn't have to um I don't know. I, I I don't know, but they just work really well together. They have really good chemistry. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but uh, by the end, Momo ended up winning with a peach, uh, a peach bomb. The, the memo she ended up hitting on Mayu where she, you know, instead of dropping her back into German, she, or the pump handle German, she flips her forward on her back. Uh, um, next match after that, Kamatani versus Azumi, and boy, this is Rich lad of pro wrestling. Like, if Rich ever wanted a match from starting to be on some PWG shit, this was it. Um, Flips or, or flips and dives of each other, counters, rope running, ducks and dives and slips and, and everything, and man, like...
0: Yeah, I, I didn't get to this one, but I meant to.
1: They're fucking good. Like... <laughs> This <laughs> is like the third time I gotta say it on the show. Like, she's fucking great. Eight minutes, uh I end up giving this three and three quarters. Like I I, I there there's they were dynamite. Like this is like like it almost is like watching like an eight minute version of the Joshi version of like what would be like uh, Osprey versus uh versus Ricochet. Mm-hmm. From that from that one uh I think it was Best of Super Juniors. Like Yeah, yeah. like you're not there's not that many Joshi that do flips and dives and fly flying around and these two Added all added a good amount of that like not crazy stuff like it wasn't you know off the charts stuff like it wasn't exactly all spray but no, a lot I, of stuff. I was know
0: they're working from a from an athleticism deficit at times, but you know <laughs> I know they do their best.
1: I, well, I ain't talking about that. It's been like as far as like compared to in in the realm of wrestling that they come from. Where like you you watch these Joshi, a lot of the Joshi match and they feel like you're watching like Rush from 20 years ago but like it's just hard hitting and everything right like as far as like what they did in these eight minutes it felt like like a jump forward like someone's gonna watch you know I hope someone watches this and like gets inspired to like then like take it forward in the Joshi realm from what Azumi and and um and you oh, are doing right now true. like obviously like I'm not saying she that she's like. Either one of them are Monami Toyota, as far as a revolutionary, uh, but like they're just doing stuff that you just don't see in Joshi and in the spot and getting the spots in the ring that you normally don't. You if you watch a lot of Joshi, you're not accustomed to really seeing that often. Uh, mm. So it was cool. Um, oh yeah, in in uh, running uh, running theme, Kamatani was with a, with us. A flash Rana Cradle. <laughs> uh, so uh, Takumi versus Hunagi. Takumi. This this reminded me of like uh, the early shuri matches that that Unaki would have, where like she's holding on for dear life, trying to trying to fight. It's almost like watching Rocky and Rocky One you're fighting the best, you fight fighting the best in the world, and you gotta hold on. And there was one where like uh, they had a, they were having a brawl back and forth with forearms, and then uh, Takumi hit a rolling uh, forearm, and then like it dropped, or no, it staggered and dropped back. Uh Unagi and Unagi went to fire her up to go to swing and when she went to swing she collapsed. Like it was it was it was fun. Um it, it, this was like one of the weaker um Takumi matches on the that she's had in the tournament, but like it was it was Unagi. Like if we start taking out Unagi and Roaka out of this out of this tournament, it's so like an average rating right there, you'll be you'll be like, damn, all these people are damn near at four. Uh but yeah, this is like uh end up giving this three and a quarter. Like I'm looking at the cage match, people have this at three and a half. I I just didn't like it as much but it, it was mm-hmm. still a good match. Uh so then you get uh Mayu versus Kaguma. And Mayu <laughs> Mayu basically said like I'm just going to do anything in my man in, and in and I power to get Kaguma over to with as far as her her office looking dangerous. Um there was a spot where uh like Mayu like she took a high angle German, which is like on her neck, and you know those look brutal. Um <laughs> she took she ended up, ended up out on the floor. Uh and Kaguma's on the floor, grabs her in a in a front face lock, and then like tornado DDTs off of the apron, and instead of going into the mat, like she DDT Mighty's forehead into the into the metal guardrail. i was like what the fuck y'all and that was on it wasn't on on accident that was on purpose like they were my you said hey swing off of grab me swing off of the apron and then send me into um the guardrail and just bash bash her right into her forehead right into the fucking metal and like uh by the end of that they end up having a double count out but i was like god damn like you you ain't gotta do this no more my (laughs) Why are you like this? Yeah, this, I ended up giving this match uh, three and three quarters. Uh, like, I understand that like she's not in the B, she's not in the blue block. But like, she she's had a, she's had a number of matches that makes she's like almost feel like she's trying to compete with Shuri, who's ha- literally like I, I've given four, I've given all but one of her matches uh, four stars. She, she so she's like eight for seven right now, right? It feels like she's almost trying to compete with knowing that she's like behind the eight ball. Like, and it's like, damn, you, 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 you gotta stop. You gotta stop. You gotta stop. Like, obviously, I'm being selfish. But I'm trying to say, hey, man, I, I, don't fuck yourself up before you get to this TAM match, but still, like.
0: Oh, you know, the agenda's at play. Oh,
1: yeah, the agenda's <laughs> definitely at play. I need this match. I need this match. So, um, yeah, uh, semi main event Konami versus utami uh konami attacks utami while she's up in the ropes uh still with the mask and the uh in her uh jacket on uh they end up technically fighting uh technically wrestling uh utami uh targets utami's arm which i think are the best matches when utami's arm is hurt she's one of the best arm settlers in the world i've said this multiple times um utami's powering through with power stuff suplex and whatever um konami ends up hitting a a springboard uh enziguri reminded me of arisa um just, just awesome stuff. Uh, Konami gets a Kimura, gets fight, gets multiple arm bars, fights for the ropes, and then by the end, Utami uh, gets uh, has the match seemingly one, gets her up for a uh, a, a, a black a, a BTMI Black Tiger Bomb, and then Konami escapes and gets the inside cradle and gets the win. Uh, Konami has beaten uh, Utami, Shuri, and Takumi all with roll ups in this tournament um so she you know before they were tuning her up and warming her up to gi um with uh, you know a, a 15 minute draw with tam and a 15 minute draw with utami before the tournament uh they're putting her in there she's beating that she's beating three of the four you know heavy hitters in the block um they are clearly setting her up for a title defense for whoever is red belt champion at the end of the year like whether that's whether that's takumi whether that's Shuri, whether it's utami, She's getting a title shot on pay per view at some point, um, at the end of the year, by the end of the year. So, really happy for that. They've they've been group, they've been gearing up towards this whole time. Right now, I think she's at, uh, I forgot where she is. I think she might be at like second place, or soon, to, or I think she might be second place in the block right now. Uh, so then you end up getting uh, Sheree versus Tam, and man, they just emptied the gun, and they had like a 12 minute version of the pay-per-view match they could possibly have. And it was fucking fantastic and dangerous and scary. And like, they're punk like they, at the end of it, after, you know, suplex each other on the apron and having Shuri roll off and melt to the floor and, and all types of stuff. Like Tam gets so fed up with like <laughs> trying to deal with Shuri that she fucking, uh, while Shuri's on her hands and knees punk kicks, uh, Shuri's head off, doesn't get the pin and anybody in, Sure, he returns favor and punk kicks her head off and ends up dropping over ammo frosian. uh but in the meantime between in, in, in the meantime the meantime like just excellent fucking wrestling it just went 12 minutes i end up going um four and a quarter on i love this match like they like this block <laughs> this block is fun like i just i wonder i wonder how much better the block would be if they all had to, all had that block to themselves, like how the G1 is, where it's just like, you run your five matches, and, 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 and you know, red block, y'all don't run you five matches, good fucking luck, but mm-hmm. in the time frame of the matches, they've gotten like, whether it's nine minutes at times, sometimes whether it's 12 minutes, whether it's 13 minutes, whether it's 10 minutes, like they are going to give you a great match, for whatever time they got in, like they're just, you know, not like just almost like, the most efficient, brutal, brutally efficient wrestling you could possibly see, like all these matches go like, nine to, eight to 12 minutes and they're just like fucking bangers And like, you know, I don't know how many of these you want to rewatch, but like these, these will hold up for a few years on rewatch. Cause they're just like brutally, brutally efficient and make the most of their time.
0: Yeah. Um, you can watch a number of these matches in short succession. Like, yes. Um, which is always welcome, especially in contrast to, um, you know, other companies,
1: you know. Um, you know. Is is it, is it is it potentially a uh uh the male the the male subdivision of uh, professional wrestling in in uh, Bushiro? You're talking about, yeah. yeah, you know. Shocking! I I never I had never heard of these differences. I'm I, I was completely unaware of such a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, man. Uh, yeah. You wanna, you know to watch this match, right? Yeah, yeah. I I watched it, um
0: SAR dropped him on her head at the end, the Emerald Flosion and I was like,
1: Man, I'd like to see them running again. Yeah, man. Um, so uh you know, I was gushing about Azumi um as far like I had wrote like in the end of my sixteen my six hundred word things like Azumi turns after basically going through the talk about the highlights and whatever else and like she had a four star eight man match a 12-minute three-and-three-quarter-star match uh, and another uh, three-and-three-quarter-star match, like, back-to-back-to-back in basically, like, a six-day span. uh, Sorry, uh, no, a five-day span. This woman is 18 years old. She turns 19, I believe, on October 1st. She might be the best mid-card wrestler, pure mid-card wrestler, going. Going. Um, like who? Who else are we saying? Hey, you don't get fit. You're never getting 15 minutes. You're never. You're almost never going to be in the summer main event, and deal with it. And and the wrestler says, "All right, boss," and goes out and goes get goes and get 40.
0: I would say Ishii, but even he sniffs main events. Right,
1: right. That'd be the only one, I think. Um.
0: Yeah. Um. So she when she turned nineteen,
1: you said. In a couple. In oh uh, 10 days. In ten oh, days, yeah. she turns nineteen. So we probably got like a year left of her before retirement. Then. Oh, stop, stop this shit! Stop this shit! I, I I need I need five to six years of this. I I need I need her at the top of the card in the Stardom and in this Bushiroad era on pay per views. I need that. Like hey, I think Shuri. Has cemented herself as someone deserving of being a candidate for uh, for best in ring performer on the One Asia Radio Awards this year, given this run she's had, she's having. And then, like, what's left? What's, what next is left is like Takumi on the final night. Um, and then, you know, if she wins, that I means she gets Utami in the, in the, um, on the pay-per-view, of the, uh, the, one Osaka nation Jeho. Radio's zone matchup right, right there. Right. You know, like, so I think she's, you know, given the title match, the tag match she's had this year with, uh, with Julia, the, um, the match with Utami early in the year, her SWA title match with, uh, with Azumi from, uh, February. Like, she has a, she has just a, she had, I think she probably has more four-star matches than anyone else. Uh, that we, that we cover, um, this year, but, um, like this, like you said before, like this company's fucking loaded with talent, like just loaded. Yep. You know, anywhere you want to
0: look yeah. like up and down, like they've, that, that budget has been good to them. Um, and they're the big game in town like, yeah. and they're going to keep getting talent. Like it, people going to have to live with it. Yeah. Like. I'm sorry. Like, the, the y'all like the other Josh, the smaller people, the smaller companies, like, everybody gonna have to, have to bow down. Like, like they say, bow down to the Queens. Like, when the <laughs> Queens Queens Quest group comes out, like, hey, man, you can have your problems with the company. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, they're importing Takumi to come to stardom at the end of the day. like No, but the thing, but
1: you can't even say that, though. You can't even say that. Like, Takumi trained, graduated, and debuted in stardom. Like, I was actually, um, when, who was it? When Jeremy, Jer- uh, Jeremy Laboy in our Larga Loop thread posted a thing about, uh, someone, somebody shooting. I went to go, uh, type in the, I went to go look at the Chico shoot video act from 2015. And I forgot about this, right? That click that, um, that 2014 to 15 click that Yoshiko was in before she uh, left, that click had Io, Mayu, Takumi, Yoshiko, Hazuki, and Azumi.
0: Yeah, they, they, they're rolling deep. That's like the Wu Tang.
1: That was that was a faction. That was just a faction. Like obviously, you know, Hazuki was still in high school, and so was um. In shit, uh, <laughs> Zumi probably like 12. Azumi, Azumi was, yeah, I was like 12 or 13 or some shit, but like that was, but that's still like, look at that, look, look at that. When people talk about like they, they you know, they, they post ta- or they're pushing talent, is like they're bringing in, they're bringing in like from Tokyo Yoshi Pro, like Natsupo was a mid carter, Unagi was a rookie. Um, Mina was an import from some lingerie, uh, uh, fed that before the she of up at Tokyo was at the bottom. was a prelimmer. Um, the Mina. Yeah. So it's like, uh, Julia, Shuri. Sure. 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 But Julia, but, but Shuri was a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Julia was an ice ribbon. Julia would get title shots. I, would, I but I don't necessarily but I don't remember her being considered a main eventer in Ice Ribbon. I think she was upper main carter. Like they had oh, my they had Maya Yuki, they had uh um Risa not Risa Sarah, uh they had yeah, Risa Sarah and they had uh Susa Suzuki and uh Tsukasa Fujimoto, who were like the top four stars in Ice Ribbon before hey, man. Um, they gotta go where it's hot. They, they got to go where it's hot. And
0: Road is hot, or excuse me, Stardom is hot um, at the moment. You um, can't say all Bushiro's property is hot at the moment, yeah. but um, it's just like in, in America, like, it's a talent race. Like, I probably feel like it's a talent race there as well. Like, it is. Or, so,
1: like. It is. Look, Natsumi Maki, not a, look, from Ice, uh, from Origin, from At-Rest Girls, uh, and also um, like I said Mina like don't get me wrong like Stardom has I, I feel like personally like the people they've added with like Mina Unagi Waka and uh, and Mai like that is more or less like hey we you know we didn't really have a rookie class the last couple years like our last real rookie our last real rookie class like the 2019 class with both Desaias mm-hmm like 2020s, we only draft, We only got one that graduated. As Lady C, like we don't really have. You know, like we're bringing in people to come job for us, and then eventually they'll be good in like two years.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I've really, you know, like in you, like I think the Julia thing is like the thing that people like just lose track on. Like the Julia one is the actual only one really so far. Like not say that like things might not change. Like and if quite frankly, like if you want to bring in the rest of Nakajima. Or if you want to bring in Sariano or uh, anybody else that can fit that mold, bring them in. I don't care. Um, but I just, I just like I, I, I'm just like I treat it like people. They treat like the WWE, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about all that. Like the problem with WWE is that like uh, they're evil because they read out of talent. The problem is that they, the problem is that like they get all all that talent and then they don't do shit with them. And, and their wrestling stinks uh, a lot of the time. Like, that ain't happening with stardom. They're not, like, if they if WWE was, like, out working at, like, the mass, like, let's do this. If Tony Khan was booking WWE, and not talked about this before, WWE, if Tony Khan was booking WWE, WWE would be fucking awesome, too. That's really what it comes down to.
0: It wouldn't break it all up into sub-brands where people can't wrestle each other for years and years and all this dumb shit. Probably
1: not. They Probably wouldn't have feuds, uh, f- that go on for like six months and then like two years later, like they have another feud and then like they pretend like whatever happened before never even, never even thing that
0: happened, they resisted. And then, like, in other cases, they will pretend like it did exist, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, look, catch his drive by real quick, uh, WWE, catch his drive by,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that's a lot of like when people talk about when you go to the voice of wrestling discord you see people or you see people on twitter lose their minds about like i can't believe takumi roha is beating unagi and, you're, and because like unagi spent a hard year in ww you sent me this rich that's why you made a like who said that you sent me yeah, this no, like, that's right, uh, early that's right. like yeah. bro Takumi graduated from the dojo in like 2013 or 14. Yeah,
0: I I, I saw a couple of the, that that person's tweets and I was like, bro, what? You're off the res. Yeah, like I, <laughs> yeah,
1: like, I'm wait. like,
0: wait a second, like think about what the, you're typing. The,
1: the, the, in, the incoming in Takumi Roha that has like 30 more career matches and stardom than than Unagi.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha, and not even that. She's fucking Tarku Roha. Roja. Like, yes,
1: yeah, like, like yeah. she's
0: an ace how, level star. Like, what are you saying? How dare,
1: <laughs> Rich? How dare they bring in <clears throat> one of the 35, 40 best wrestlers in the world, unquestionably, <laughs> bro, to the tournament, like, and then beat a and then beat a prelimmer. How dare they, Rich? Bro, this that's disgusting. Me like, Why they don't mean, they stop? This
0: reminds me of when people were up in arms about like Kenny Omega squashing Sunny Kiss. I'm like, Who fucking cares? It's Sunny Kiss. Who cares? And I'm not saying Unagi's is like low on the totem pole of Sunny Kiss, but it's the same
1: relative like talent gap. Like, <laughs> oh man. Oh well. I don't know, man. Like, if you like, if you can't enjoy what what I've been watching, if you're watching it, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I would say we'll find another promotion as as easy and breezy and as fun as this one is. Like, bruh, that that uh, that show that last show we reviewed, right? I, like, that's four and a quarter, four stars, three uh, three and three quarters, or three and I'm sorry, I, I, whatever. Basically, all these matches are like three and a half to four stars, and it's like five matches in a row. What are we? What?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think people have this distinct box of what they want. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, none to of
0: be. It, and if it's not that
1: box, like,
0: yeah. they have trouble with
1: yeah. it. And none of these matches went 15 minutes. Like, that's the thing. Like, this, this is brutally efficient wrestling at the peak of it. I don't think I've ever seen no shit like this in any promotion. Like, maybe New, New Japan should start having these matches that, hey, Okada shingo naito you want to go 20 you want to go 27 tonight nah 15 what you got fuck that money clip (laughs) right let's see what happens it's not going to make for a worse watch guaranteed right yeah anyway uh is anything else or that's in the show
0: Nah, that's the end of the show yep. oh i think we got something nope nope nothing else but uh thank thank everybody that joined us live in the stream i'm gonna like try to pop these streams up uh on my twitch you can just follow uh twitch tv or just search just type Ember slide on twitch and it <clears throat> will be here monday nights and just uh, watch for the links when i send them out and you can listen to the show live
1: yeah, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, be sure to rate us on whatever app you're, or Twitch you're using to listen <laughs> you're losing to listen this one. Uh, um, go to our Red Circle page and drop us off with a donation. Uh, hard-working people here. One issue radio. Um, and by people, I mean two. Just me. <laughs> uh, uh, be sure to check out ProWrestingTees.com slash Social Suplex to pick up some official Social <clears throat> Suplex network merchandise. Um, Olds on top, One Nation Radio, Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Keeping a Strong Style, all that. um Check the clips. Yeah, check the clips. Rich will be posting up. I'm. I, I don't know if he's going to post and clip me like shitting on the rest of the Joshi scene. I hope not, but we'll see how this goes.
0: James shits <laughs> on the rest of Joshi. <laughs> like, I don't know. Look, I don't. I, I don't know what I'm gonna clip yet. Look, I could have. To
1: I, Rich, I could have went out there and talked about the motherfuckers that are talking about Tokyo doshi Pro and Gato move and, and you know, are better promotions than stardom, but I, I didn't even do that. I didn't even do that. I didn't even get into that. That's later this year. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when that voice of uh, that uh, Russell Makase come out and I got to hear them two, or two of them three and John only wants some damn sense. Talking about, yeah, you know, prom- best, best errant performer, Suzu Suzuki. She's really good. She's really fucking good. You thought she, you thought know, she was out here having like, Four or three quarter star matches. No. No. So what are you doing? Okay, anyway. That's not the point. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, check out those shows on network. This show, one your Radio. It's Tuesdays, Keeping It Strong Style. Wednesdays, the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show. Every other Wednesday, girlman watches and watch this shit. Thursdays, the Great consequences Podcast. Fridays, 8-Bit Suplex. Saturdays, All Things Elite. And Sundays, the Great Match Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.